Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. Notice that Sven Muller, reigning Porsche Super Cup champion, remember, uh, and ex-Formula 3 racer, uh, is racing against Tom Blomquist, say, same uh, era, uh, it was only three or four years ago. Um, he is really pushing hard at the moment, and his last lap was 8 minute 11.7, and uh, he is he's certainly doing an outstanding job in that Falcon car. Falcon always have decent drivers, don't they? they always pick decent people. Well, and I, I, I suspect, I'm not sure if it's Porsche, but some of the deal, I think maybe the deal is with Porsche, that they lend you, you don't have to pay for the factory driver that they put in, and also you get a discount on the spares. Exactly the same happens with Black Falcon. Um, yes, I mean, they won't be paying for uh, the drivers as such. They'll be getting them as... Uh, as you say, it's works drivers from the um, from the Mercedes customer racing. I think the point that is worth making is that the most of these manufacturers have two totally separate operations. They have their racing department and, the and then they have their customer racing yeah. department. Uh, and certainly, as far as Porsche is concerned, as far as Black, uh, as far as Mercedes is concerned, as far as Audi is concerned, um, they have a customer support team who looks after them during the. Uh, during the race week. Here's our wrapper car, and uh, it's going very well indeed. Uh, it is still up in, uh, not quite in the top ten, in eleventh well. place, the uh, car number 320, the uh, Porsche 911 Cup, cars, Cup Class car, running with this uh, biofuel. And uh, they they have a different area to refuel. Um, we were saying earlier on that they all have the, the regular fueling pumps in front of the garages. Yeah. The biofuel is uh, stored just at the pit entrance. So uh, as you come into the pit, um, I think in actual fact it's before you even get to the penalty yeah. box. And just before the penalty box on the right hand side, um, you can see the alternative fuel tanker which uh, sits there and uh, that then provides the fuel for the cars using the uh, biofuel. But this series used to have quite a lot of diesel cars at one stage, they seem to have gone away. Yep, uh, diesel uh, was popular, now isn't so popular for a number of reasons, obviously. Um, and indeed, we've had LPG running uh, on some of these cars as well. Um, in fact, the, um, the, actually, I'm not sure whether I'm misspeaking here, but the Mustang, because there's three cars in the AT uh, alternative fuels class, isn't there? Um, there's the two care for climate cars. Yes, and then there is it's the a Mustang. Mustang. Well, we did uh, see it very briefly, actually. The, the, got one the Mustang, flash uh, used to be uh, uh, a gas uh, LPG car, um, but they've, I wouldn't say converted it, because it's actually a new car, it's a different Mustang, um, which has been adapted to run with biofuel. Um, this is the number six. Look at this, stop. So this is how having the predicted stop. Yeah, the interesting, well they put Piana in the car now. Um, it should be. It should be, but remember he was entered in two cars. I, I wonder if they just put yes, uh, uh, Adam back in the car now. Maybe. I didn't see him getting in. Otherwise, I no. uh, you recognise him instantly just because he's shorter than anybody else. Uh, he's the uh, refuelling guy standing yes. beside, which uh, just confuses everybody because he looks like he's wearing somebody's yeah. helmet. 
Well, I used to look down and look at their shoes to tell if they were racing drivers yeah. or not, but now all the refueling guys have racing boots on, so... Uh, yes, which really casts off from the drivers. Anyway, uh, Hubert Haupt, the taller driver, is out of the car, slams the door, and uh, I say it's a fairly relaxed pit stop for uh, these VLM cars because uh, of the minimum time. It's uh, 28 laps completed for uh, the race leader, and still waiting for the second place car, which is uh, Sven Muller in the uh, BMW yep. coming down to yep. now. Uh, now, is he going to be able to get into the lead of the race uh, before uh, the Black well, Falcon we, Mercedes? Yeah, we can't work that out, can we? Really? Uh, we'll see. He's not come out of the pits yet. He's still in the pits in the Black Falcon car. The BMW has already gone through because the Porsche is behind the BMW. Um, Sorry, the Porsche is ahead of the BMW. The Porsche now goes through, and the Mercedes is still in the pit. So, uh, new race leader, Sven Muller, at the wheel of the Falcon Motorsports Porsche. Less than two hours of the six hours of VLN5, the Rover Racing ADAC Rua Polcarre. And uh, very wide indeed, Sven Muller there coming uh, out of the Mercedes Arena right onto the uh, uh, onto the uh, hard standing on the exit of the corner, and uh, so he takes the lead of the race. And Hubert Hout still being shown as being, uh, or oh, sorry, the number six. Well, that can't be right, can't Mercedes it? still being shown as being in the pits. I've got my tracker up and running again. You'll be pleased to hear. It is Gabriele Piana, and he is now out onto the track again. Two and a half minutes, two hours and, sorry, two minutes and ten seconds. To a little bit over that being the length of the pit stop. Seven laps did for the Black Falcon Mercedes. And he rejoins the race in fourth place. Got a code 60 somewhere. There's a, in this uh, app, there's a little in the left hand corner of flashing yellow and uh, red light. And when there's a can't see, uh, is it here? It's at, um, just coming into Exmuller. Uh, 202 car. It's a stop for whatever reason. And that's the rent to drive familiar racing car. Andrea Sapino, Stefan Muller, and Dirk Voigels. And yes, that car uh, is currently leading SP6. Not anymore, I think, because it appears to be stationary. Uh, well, he is still leading SP6, um, but uh, how long it stays in the lead of SP6 remains to be seen, as you say. Um, so that's the Mustang I was talking about a few moments ago. Oh, yes. Oh, it's a stripy uh, devil, isn't it? Uh, yes, it's, uh, as I say, that's the uh, alternative fuel car, uh, and it is, a, a, I'd say, a, a brand new car from the one that ran on the LPG, if you remember, I think it was last year or the year before, uh, when uh, there was a Mustang running. Uh, with 
with LPG, but uh, that's a, genuinely a newer chassis, and uh, yes, it's a bit of a zebra. And uh, at the moment uh, is in the uh, let's see where it is in the overall standings. Uh, can be no worse than third in the ATG. It class. cannot, no. Uh, it's 128th overall, uh, and it is yes third in its class where. Uh, you may find it's very difficult to believe, but a couple of years ago, I won a fuel economy run in a Ford Mustang. And the reason we won it is because it was calculated on percentage improvement over the manufacturer's stated okay. MPG. Clever way to do and, it. And uh, in fact, I can't claim to be the gentleman with a soft right foot because my old mate Andy Dawson was at the wheel <laughs> in the MPG marathon. Two-day event, over 400 miles we did. And we're very pleased with that result, and so is the Ford Motor Company. So, just to reiterate that uh, Gabriele Piana has uh, taken over at the wheel of the race leading, and it is now the race yes, leading it is. Uh, Mercedes from the Black Falcon team, car number six. And work out whether we're going to get to 38 laps. Certainly we'll need one more pit stop from uh, all of these cars, but uh, as I say, the car that stops last is going to be the one who's best off. Those two red white uh, Porsches are still at it. Oh no, it's not the same. Uh, it's a cave. Yeah. It? That's the Mactai uh, Porsche number 12 going through now in sixth place. Uh, Otto close, close last turn, Martin Brackinger. And uh, Carl is still on the lead lap, however, it's over six minutes behind. Uh, it is not quite the last car on the lead lap because the uh, that honour falls to the Ferrari. Uh, the first car off the lead lap is the number 70 SP7 uh, class lead. We've got quite a close battle going on actually, uh, just off the lead lap. Uh, between uh, Oli Kynes in the number 22, still with your Muller tucked in behind him with the BMW. Yeah. Meanwhile, Sven Muller is really flying, just did an 8.07. That's one of the fastest laps of the race ball thus far. And uh, well, into deep into this race now, Sven Muller really pushing hard. And that. Uh, Inga Blomqvist's car has dropped back to fourth, but as you say, it's a bit out of kilter, isn't it? The 99 car? Yeah. yeah yes, it is, and it will not be coming into the pits. Uh, it will still be for its penultimate pit stop, uh, but I reckon it will uh, stay out until lap 33. Uh, is that right? 33. Yeah, so... Uh, lap 33 will be for its last pit stop, and I just need to do a little bit of a calculation for that one. Let's use paper for this because one of those computers that was going to work hasn't worked, so we'll do it here. Um, talk amongst yourselves while I do some sums. It'll be interesting to see if Piana stays in this race until the end now. I suspect he might. Currently showing a one point, a, a one minute and 56 second lead over Sven Muller, going so well in that uh, number four Vulcan Motorsport uh, entry. And in third place, Alexander 
Imperatori in the number three. And uh, of course, it's the other Falcon Motorsport guys sharing with Sepp Dusseldorp. So looking at a very good day for Falcon. We speculate that they've uh, come up with a very good tyre indeed for this race. And they do a lot of their development at the Durbeg Ring as we've got uh, TCR cars and uh, all sorts of other locals battling together there. That's the Renault Megane, Jan Gubanov and Sidorenko. A couple of those sound Russian, don't they? And uh, that car seems to be going very nicely indeed as we look down at the DiMartino Lamborghini. The Franz Conrad car now looking at it's going to get into the top 10, just 11th at the moment. Still leading SP7, the number 70 Porsche of Hamfrecht and Sturzberg. And in 10th place, the leading Cup 2 car with Hopper still at the wheel. He's been doing an excellent job very consistently lapping the Nürburgring in what is not much more than a production car, to be frank, in uh, the 840s. Very good run by him. And looking further down at other class leaders that we mentioned the uh, alternative fuel machine, Shalgas, Shalhas now at the wheel. And in Cup 3, it's the guys who race under the pseudonyms of Max and Jens in the 940. And they are in 18th place overall, just in front of the uh, TCR leader which is the uh, number 801 of the three uh, Norwegian drivers who in turn are just ahead of the leader of SP10 828 car of Eichenberg and Mettler so leading his class SP32 led by the uh, 810 of uh, Bock and Bonk which uh, always puts a bit of smile on my face. And then uh, leading the SP8 T class is the 153 of Kutschheimer. I'm sure we've given him too much of a, a mention today. 8T, just check out the details of that. So, 8T is the. Uh, VMN 24 hour specials category 2006 to uh, 4 litres MIT turbo ladder with a turbocharger. And uh, that car having a very good run. In fact, uh, I think the lead might just changed actually. With uh, 191. Uh, sorry, I just move up. No, that's still down a couple of places lower. And uh, yeah, in that class is a 153. It's the leader. On board, again in the uh, 960 Techman Racing entry. Paul, meanwhile, still doing his calculations here. 29 laps in the book, they're working lap number 30. And uh, at the moment, it is uh, Sven Muller shown in the lead. 
still haven't we haven't got a clear track again we've got another a look where this latest codes Adenau Forest uh, code 60 down there Not sure for the reason for that and another code 60 down well still the code 60 uh, going into Exmoola so uh, slow racetrack at the moment with two code 60s and uh, Paul has finished his calculations Paul what have you got for us well absolutely it's the, and the problem is exactly what you've just been talking about Andrew it's the code 60s which slow the pace which means that predicting what's going to happen in the remaining hour yeah. three quarters of this race becomes more and more difficult because in effect when the racetrack gets slowed down a, you can save fuel in the slowdown areas, yeah. and B, the length of the race stays at six hours, and the distance you cover gets a lot less. Yes. So uh, th that's why um, it kind of took me a little bit longer to do the calculations than I thought it would take. But the crucial thing, I think, uh, that we're going to see is the difference in final pit stop, uh, because the car, uh, the... Black Falcon Mercedes, number six, currently uh, with Gabriele Piana at the wheel, is going to have to make a pit stop, by my reckoning, of about a minute and ten seconds longer than the number 99 BMW. So the gap which we see at the moment uh, is, is inverted anyway, because we saw a, a waiting yeah. for the number 99 to make its penultimate stop. But the final pit stop after that um, is, is going to be the one that brings the gap down. And we were saying it was about two minutes the gap between the two of them. Well, by the end of the race, that's going to be down to less than a minute. Yes, it's um, going to be. But it's going to be it's going to be a very tall order indeed. But of course, the, the the longer the race becomes slow, the shorter that last pit stop for the BMW has to be. And what they would ideally like to do is to get away without having to make a yes. stop. Yes. Yeah. Um, but uh, it might uh, depend on how much uh, slow running we get. Uh, in some ways, I'd like to see some fast running. Uh, equally, I'd quite like to see a close race. Uh, we certainly have a close race between the two Falcon tyres cars. Uh, because they certainly been, do. They've been at each other's throats uh, for the whole of the race thus far, for the last three and three-quarter hours. Well, the, the tracker is, is, is showing this code 60 down at Adenauer Forest, but he's not showing the reason why. And... May well be barrier repairs in that case. Could if there's be. no car stopped, and then uh, it may well be that they're just repairing the barrier. We know that the, the code 60 going into Exmuller, uh, we did identify a car that has stopped there. That might be the same thing. That's quite a long one as well. Uh, code 60, quite a bit of the track there. So uh, lap times will certainly drop off. the pits comes the BMW Z4 and that will be Jorg Muller getting out after a good yeah. stint for yeah. the still got it as Jorg Muller and uh, yeah, so he gets out and uh, a replacement driver gets in uh, choices of Alex Lambert or Peter Pozovac um, I think it was Peter Pozovac who started the car so chances are he's I don't think they'll be anywhere it. near as quick as Jorg Muller uh, no, 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 no sad, 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 sadly not. But Jorg uh, helping strap in the new driver into the car. And uh, one thing I uh, have omitted to mention when we were talking about the Ferrari number 22, which lost uh, ground as its other drivers yeah. were uh, driving, of course. Uh, 
because that car runs as a premium class car rather than as a pro class car, yeah. it does actually need its class. Um, it's not a subdivision, really. It's a subdivision within SB9, uh, but it does mean that there will be points on, on offer uh, for the drivers, at least, uh, as premium drivers. Um, as far as the team's championship is concerned, that is... Unfortunately, they've got a problem with the left rear here. Uh, it cannot, no, it won't come off. Hate it now. Yeah. Give it a good kick. Well, that's going to lose them a lot of time. We'll start to lose them, could lose some time. This, as I say, there's no reason to panic just yet. Screw it back on, screw it off again, see if that will help. Um, stuck on a peg or something. Sometimes if you drop it off the jack and then put it back up again, it uh, breaks the heart. Sometimes it also gets set the wheel off. Um, it was a Creventic race last year with one of the uh, Renault RS01s at race. And um, they worked for an hour to try and get it off. Yeah. And they never got it off. They had to take the rear suspension apart. Um, was that two years ago or last year? Uh, I think it might have been two years ago. Time flies. Yeah. Um, but I, I do remember it well. I think it's, it's been They've just they fixed this off. now. Yeah. just got it off. And, uh, see, it's, it's the same old Murphy's Law, isn't it? As long as the camera was watching it, yeah. it wouldn't come off. No. As soon as the camera came away, it came off. They might have got away with that, of course. Yeah, and it because the pit stop is a time pit stop anyway, yeah. uh, the uh, refueling can be done uh, whilst it's... Uh, uh, yeah, pretty sure the refueling can be done. Uh, why it's on the jacks? Uh, and why it's on the jacks as well, uh, because of these pump uh, fuels. And, uh, still on its jacks, so the wheel is back on, and they're waiting for uh, that car to go out. So I'm it not, may not have lost any time. I'm not sure what the FIA make of this, but uh, I noticed there's people in shorts in the pit lane, and yeah. there is fuel there. Yeah. Um, but then mechanics in Formula One wear shorts. Um, I, they I do. There's plenty I, of people in the pit lane in a Formula I, One race in shorts. I, 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 yes, I haven't paid sufficient attention, I'm afraid. Um, <laughs> well, too busy watching the racing. <laughs> countdown is uh, taking place uh, and away goes uh, whoever it is who's taken the car over uh, Peter Pozovac or Alex Lamberts and so that car sitting in the top 10 uh, makes its way out of the pit lane in the pits meanwhile further down is Sven Muller with the Falcon Tires yeah. BMW uh, sorry the Falcon Tires Porsche so at the moment the two Falcon Tires shown in first and second but that's all going to change we think uh, well, yes, certainly as far as the four is concerned, because that, uh, as I say, is in the pits at the moment. So the number three car uh, leads the race, and then that car, the number three car, will be coming in on the next lap, um, and that will allow the number 99 Roman BMW to take over the lead of the race. That will stay out for a further lap after that. That will allow uh, the number six Mercedes, now with Gabrielli Piana back at the wheel of it, to take over the lead of the race again. Uh, and then we'll be into the last hour and ten minutes of this race, and then it'll be all down to how short, how long, and how short the yeah. last pit stop. <laughs> I'm glad we've got you here. Okay, <laughs> you're it's not easy, is it? Let's face it. You've really got to have a certain mindset to work this out. Once you know this, it makes the race exciting. If you didn't know it, you'd just finish up in confusion. <laughs> Absolutely. I, um, the, the hardest thing I find is actually trying to do it for the whole field. Uh, yes. And obviously with 160 cars. Yeah, it's almost impossible. I'm trying to, oh. trying to work out. A spinner on the circuit. Yeah. 
76. And he's back. He's cut a little bit of gravel on the edge of the track down there at the first corner. Well, we saw an incident right at the very beginning. Seen a couple of our better cars eliminated. 476 gets going again. Quite. Yeah, that first corner there, because I've commented quite a lot of DTM races here, is very tricky. Downhill into that right hander, and it it's a very nasty little complex, actually. And do you think that part of the problem with it as well is that there's quite a lot of runoff? There's a so huge amount of runoff, yeah. If you do get it wrong, there's yeah. no really difficult consequence to it. So I think that kind of encourages yeah, it, perhaps rashness where rashness would It does. I mean, we've seen a lot of Formula 3 incidents there, yeah. for instance. Uh, and, and to an extent, that's uh, what happened to Sabina because she thought there was a gap yeah. there. Um, she knew the BMW was there, but she just thought she could squeeze through. Um, yeah. And unfortunately, of course, she didn't just have runoff to run into, but uh, she had the other Porsche uh, to run into. The number two uh, Giga Speed Team Get Speed performance car, Steve Yance, was at the wheel at the time. Uh, and although uh, Steve was at least able to get going again in the number two car, uh, it did lose quite a lot of time. Ended them the race, didn't it? Uh, it's only ended as far as Sabina's car was yeah. concerned. I was wondering actually see whether or not the number two car uh, it did get going again. Uh, but it's now back in the pits again and it's been there for quite a long time. So uh, maybe there is some uh, more damage under the skin that we didn't see at the time. The uh, Code 60 still got one. She's holding stuff up. Yeah, the one at Exmuller. It's about halfway down the track, Exmuller, isn't it? Um, uh, yes. Still a code 60 there. It's, the beginning, it's, it's pretty much at the point between sectors three and four. After you come uh, down to Fairsiphon and over the bridge at uh, Brightshite, then you start going up the hill again. Yeah. And when you get to the right-hander at the top of the hill, that's Exmoola. And uh, it's just before that, actually, looking on the tracker. And how are they policing the, the 60 miles an hour? Uh, using that app, basically. Oh, really? Uh, they use the GPS that's on the, every car. Uh, and, of course, when you've got a GPS on your car, I can tell exactly how fast you're going. Yes. Um, and that, as I say, is I say imperfect, not quite imperfect, but it's certainly uh, perfect within a few, a few Yeah, seconds. I mean, it's self-policing. In as much as you know, somebody's looking over your shoulder. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, it works. I mean, I noticed in Creventic, I think it works pretty well. That code yeah, sixty. Yeah. Absolutely, and the there, there is a point, and I'll take this opportunity to uh, to, to mention this one. Uh, hour and a half of the race still to go. There is a slight issue with the organisation of the uh, DLN races at the moment with the way that you come out of Code 60 because the regulations say the only way you can come out of the Code 60 is to have a green flag. Now, there's been a problem, particularly in VLN 4, uh, when the end of a Code 60 was greeted with a tow truck pulling a car out of the Code 60. Area. Yes. Um, and so that was greeted by a yellow flag. And what was not clear to the drivers whether that meant you could then go to 120 kilometres an hour because there was wave yellow flags or whether you had to stay at 60 kilometres an hour. The problem being that the tow truck was only doing 60 kilometres an hour, and so you ended up not being able to overtake the tow truck. And, of course, you were then going at the same speed as the tow truck. Yes. Um, and, and so, you know, you were neither one thing nor the other. Now, the 
the teams have asked for the organisers to change the regulations so that you can get out of the code 60 with a waved yellow flag and that will enable you to go to 120. But uh, at the moment, the regulations don't allow you to do that and, and it's under some discussion with VLN at the moment. Now, this VLN series, it's different German automobile clubs and automobile sporting clubs run different races and that was the way it came together I believe that different clubs wanted to run here at the Nürburgring but presumably they have the same race director and everything during the, yes, the yes. whole season yes, but it, there yeah. are some of the other officials come from the clubs I suppose yes in, in effect what you do is you send in your race entry yeah. to the club who's organising it but the um, the franchise the union of clubs uh, brings everybody together and they all run to the same set of regulations um, but yes each the, the administration for each race is done by a different club uh, but the rules are run and the race director uh, effectively gives the same driver briefing to everybody no matter what. Now what we'd really like Paul is for these, uh, these Code 60 to be cleared up and everybody gets racing at full speed and we see what, what people have got in the latter part of this race. Uh, well, yes, that would be good. Uh, of course, on the other side and um, I was talking about trying to keep track of what's going on. Uh, you've got strategy guys in the garages looking at their car, trying to work out what their average lap time is going to be to the end of the race, yeah. uh, and working out what that means for their final pit stop, because it's up to the teams to time how long they spend in the pits, so they need to know uh, how long there is to go to the end of the race in order to time that final pit stop. Yeah, yeah the strategy is working pretty hard in this uh, six-hour VLN round five. This is the blue ribboned race of this championship. Just to remind everybody the Nürburgring 24 hours is not part of this. It is a completely standalone race. And this is the bit, this is the one everyone wants to win. There's that uh, Falcon car again. Can't miss that, can you? Yeah, that's the second place car at the moment, the number three car. Um, although, no, sorry, it is the leader because the car that's uh, being shown as in the leader has just made a pit stop. Yeah. Uh, so this is Alex Imperatori, uh, and he should be coming into the pits. He should be heading for the pits, yeah. So he's come, he'll lead the race for a lap, but come straight into the pits at the end of it, and that will allow the Rover Racing BMW to go through the lead of the race. Peritori very nearly up to take to the grass there. He did, didn't he? Inside of that yeah. uh, uh, adrenaline team uh, picks a motorsport car. Into the pits then comes Alex Imperatori from the lead of the race. He'll uh, be scored as the leader as he crosses the timing line. Uh, and then he'll hit the 60 kilometer an hour speed limit. And he'll be sitting there for the best part of three minutes, will it be, Paul? Yes, uh, it's a number three, it's an eight lap for him and an eight lap pit stop means 209 seconds so three minutes and 19 seconds at rest sorry Imperatori already out of the car and that time is uh, just to say not actually time at rest it's the time from pit in to pit out so uh, and there goes the number 99 uh, Tom Blomqvist no it wasn't it didn't change Philip Eng back, back in. into the car. So Philip Eng at the wheel of the BMW. One BMW pits, another BMW stays out and takes the lead of the race. Uh, waiting to see 
generally par. Piano. Piano. What's this? Where he's really he gone through in fact. He's 10 seconds. He's 10 seconds behind. behind isn't he? Yeah. yeah, so yeah, a bit of a battle on now, isn't there? That, and that's a genuine 10 seconds, is it? Notwithstanding the fact that their final pit stops may be of different lengths. Uh, no, because the 99 has to make two more pit stops. Ah, uh, the 99, where, yes. Um, whereas the I was looking at the number of pit stops and forgetting that it made an extra one for the time. Yeah. That doesn't count. Uh, well, it does count, but yes. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. So, less than an hour and a half remain. Just as a reminder to you, it is uh, a, a battle which is swinging at the moment. So, uh, in overall terms, it's the Black Falcon Mercedes which has the advantage. The lead being shown on our screens as being the number three Falcon tyres BMW. That car, Alexander Imperatori, has just brought into the pits and is being handed back to Steph Gusselgorp. As that car has its pit stop, so Philip Eng in the 99 Rover Racing BMW is in the lead of the race on the track with Gabriele Piana behind him. But Tom, uh, the uh, the uh, Philip Eng BMW number 99 will be due into the pits, not at the end of this lap, but at the end of the next lap. So it'll have a lap in the lead, uh, and then it will uh, have to come into the pits at the end of the next lap which will bring it into the last uh, hour and ten minutes, but I doubt whether he'll have enough fuel to get it to the end of the race after that, unless we have more slow zones, and that will enable it to save some fuel and possibly get to the end of the race. So um, we might be looking at the last pit stop for the 99 Rover Racing BMW, but it will depend on the pace yeah. of the race. Yes, I, I get it. Now, Falcon Tyres is a relatively new tyre company from... Kobe in uh, Kobe in Japan, only been running for 35 years, and better known as Sumitomo Rubber, and that's the company that absorbed Dunlop uh, and uh, a Goodyear as well, uh, back in uh, June 2015. So, uh, a big company. I'm not sure where they are in the world. seem to have come up with a very good product for, for here but of course they're only running on two cars they can they don't have to serve a lot of customers they can uh, work extra hard at it that's one of the reasons where we saw back in America because I talked about Nick Tandy uh, Brian Sellers winning in a Falcon Porsche uh, and they beat the might of Michelin but they were only servicing one car yes I mean what, what they can do of course is to choose their compounds a bit yeah. more uh, a bit more um, carefully if they want to However, the way the VLN tyre regulations uh, have evolved, um, that's because there's been some very dark arts on uh, tyre technology, particularly in the VLN and yeah. in the Nürburgring 24 hours. Um, but they now have to nominate their tyre compounds before the race. So you can't do anything uh, kind of funny during the race and bring out a special compound. You have to nominate what those compounds are. Um, but certainly what Falcon does have is some quite good tyres that run in damp or mixed conditions. Yes, yeah. Um, and that's always been a feature of... Yeah, I think when... Um, when Nick and uh, Brian won the uh, GTE Pro class uh, at Petit Le Mans, was it four years ago, five years ago, uh, I think it was in the wet. Yeah, um, and it, it is uh, something that helps them, uh, that helps them enormously. Um, 
But uh, I, I was talking to somebody uh, who'd been into uh, one of the tyre manufacturers, into their kind of secret uh, um, development area, uh, and he was describing how there are literally these little test tubes uh, of liquid that they put into yeah. the rubber mix, uh, and it's almost like you, you, you add a little bit of grip here, and you take away a little bit of degradation there yeah. in order to try and find the perfect Yeah, it, it, perfect it's mix. fascinating. We've got an almost clear circuit now, Paul. Excellent. Except that we've got a 120 yellow flag in one spot. And has that now come in? Um, no. But, um, Flugplatz. There's a yellow flag for some reason. Could be a bit of debris, couldn't it, down there? No sign of any car stopped. And uh, that, that long... Yes, we're just coming into that area now, actually, on yeah. the uh, on this in-car shot. It's oh, Code 60, it? actually, just at Flugplatz. Oh, is it? Code 60 um, now? Yes, yeah. there's, there's a Flugplatz. Yeah. That's where they jump when they're going flat out. Yeah. Well, it's just after here where Nicky Lauda crashed, I think. Uh, no, that was over at Bergwerk. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah Flugplatz, oh. uh, of course, isn't flying place. It's yeah. the airfield. The airfield, um, yes. Then, but they're just coming through that oh, area Oh, I thought now. it was just now down here. Come down to Arenberg. No, Nicky Lauda's crash was over at Bergwerk. Was it? Um, it's around up there. Oh, down was here. it? Oh. Um, a bit further around. Yep. So anyway. They're still in that slow zone, though. Still the double yellow wave yeah. flags. You can see those ahead. Oh. And uh, the, we're now switching so we cars. So <laughs> now we've got another yellow out. We've got a code 60. Oh, there's the green flag there's ahead. You can see that if you can see the stream. Uh, green flag ahead. Wait till you go past the green flag. Uh, and that again is a change regulations. If you're in the Spa 24 hours, for example, you have full course yellow. As soon as you see the green flag, then you can go as fast as you like. In VLN racing, you have to pass the green flag. And it's that kind of difference in regulations that tends to catch some drivers out. They have one set of regulations that they have to learn for one race, another set of regulations uh, yeah. for another. VLN uh, Spa 24 hours, very different regulations. I have just found out on the tracker, if you tap a car's number, it gives you its speed. Fantastic. <laughs> now, what I'm going to do... No, no wonder you're running out of power. <laughs> ah, well, I got 11%. I think I'll be all right to the end of the race here. People like people worrying about having enough fuel to go to the end. <laughs> um, but I don't know how I get rid of it, of course. That's another thing. I want to tap the number again. Does it go? Are you up to speed on the differences? Uh, no. Is, uh, I think, the, is it engine the, position? The drivers, it's all about the front end. Um, oh, is it? We, when we were in Portimao, we were able to speak to the drivers of it. Not the same drivers as we have here. It was uh, Robert Renau, Ralph Berry driving it at, uh, at Portimao. Um, but it was almost as if they'd been told to say there's lots of changes at the front end and there was a piece of me cynically 
was thinking, yeah. oh, the damper had done something in the back. But no, they've worked on this, the aero setup in the front, the way the suspension mounting has worked in the front, um, and trying to make the car more stable, give more grip at the front for uh, both aerodynamically and mechanically gripped. Um, through goes into the lead then on the screens now, Philip Eng uh, with the 99 Rover Racing BMW. Uh, he goes on to the last lap of his current stint, according to my calculation. Uh, but with an hour and 20 minutes to go, that means that he'll get to the end of this stint with an hour and 12 minutes remaining, which is just two minutes outside the window that he needs to get into for that final uh, pit stop. But what it does mean is that the final stint, his stop at the end of that would be a literal smash and dash. Yes. So you're, you're sure he's got to make two stops? Well, depends how fast the remainder of the race is. Yes. But if we're running at full pace, then he will have to make a stop at the end of this lap, and then he won't have enough fuel to get to the end of the race because we'll have an hour and 12 minutes left. Unless he can stretch that fuel to an hour and 12 minutes, and that will be possible if we have more code 60s. So this... So it safety. really is a bit of a... Bit of turn of the, throw the dice, isn't it? Well, what happens? Hopefully, the Rover Racing team has more information than yeah. we have. They will have exact information as how much fuel is aboard, and they will be calculating whether Philip Hague has saved fuel in this stint that he's on yes. at the moment yeah, because of those code sixties to do another lap. If he could do another lap at the end of this one, nothing says he has to come in at the end of this lap. It's just that I reckon he's only got enough fuel to do this lap. If he's got enough to do another lap, then it absolutely makes sense to stay out there and do that extra lap, because that will put him in the pound seats. I'm saying it was about 50 seconds short of where he needed to be to catch up with the Mercedes. But if he could miss a pit stop altogether, that would only leave him about 20 seconds short. <laughs> so, you know, it then becomes a very close race indeed. And having had that puncture from Rover Racing, that would be an absolute great story, a great comeback drive for the Rover Racing team in their home race. Into the pits comes the KTM Crossbow, and uh, the car that's uh, been suffering a lot in the race. Still tracking that Lamborghini. Still in 11th place. I think it's going to finish up in the top 10. It's all said and done. Still waiting for Steph Dusseldorf to come across the line uh, at the end of this lap. In fact, he's not going to be coming across the line. It's going to be Dirk Werner, isn't it, in the uh, other Falcon Tyres car, the number four car, which stopped earlier than the BMW. So the Porsche from Falcon Tyres is has been kind of the dominant force in between the two Falcon Tyres car. It has tended to be uh, the Porsche a little bit quicker than the BMW, but uh, waiting for that car to come across the line now. Uh, as I say, it should be the Porsche that uh, we see first. Let's see, 462 Cayman. Is that the class leader? I wonder if it's the class. Is that I don't think no, so. It's a Cayman, it? it's not a Cayman Cup car, is it? Yeah. Oh, this is the Pro Speed Performance uh, car with the three Chinese drivers. Oh, that's uh, why they've picked drive. that up. Um, Yat Shin Suni Wong, Andy Yan, and Shaori Hay 
I don't. I think he's adopted the name of Andy. <laughs> um, most of them do, at least. They do. I, I I worked quite a bit in Hong Kong for a while. Did you? Yes. Uh, on on the Hong Kong um, Beijing rally, and worked with quite a lot of Chinese people, and uh, asked some of them. We, we worked particularly with a man from British American Tobacco called Wilfred One, and I said, um, "Why did you choose Wilfred in England? It's quite an old-fashioned sort of name." So it uh, it sort of just went well with one, and. Uh, also had another chap at BA. His boss uh, did not uh, change his name, which is probably a good thing. And he rejoiced in the name of Y Pong, <laughs> to which my old colleague Anne Bradshaw used to say, "No wash." Pictures showing us the. Just finishing that thought. Go uh, on, uh, no, um, I talked to quite a few people about the Chinese names they picked. And I, we, uh, we worked with a girl, Centacle. Cordelia Choi. A lot of these names are, are picked out of classic Jane Austen novels and all sorts of things like that. Those are the sort of names they, they, they like. And I understand it because it makes it easier, particularly in Hong Kong, where there's a lot of Westerns, yep. made it easier to, to, to say their names. And uh, particularly when you're uh, saying to oh. uh, boards to the drivers, it's also easier for you to yes. have something simple to put out. Here's that Ferrari. Uh, the uh, Four five eight. Is that, I presume that's still leading that class, is it? I uh, can only pull? assume so. Yes, that's um, the uh, running in the SP8 class, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So one three nine racing one. Game of half. Uh, it's certainly got a lot of uh, screen yeah. time. Cole has. It has. Yeah. And in fact, has just moved up a spot. Eleventh uh, place overall. That's right. Yeah. And uh, is one of several class leaders that we have in the top fifteen. Smith the blue and the white uh, accentuating the lines of the four five eight very effectively indeed in that car. And now we've got a um, something's happened down at uh, the carousel. We've got a code sixty down there. And 509 has stopped. Wonder if it's run up the, uh, the banking there and rattled against the Armco barrier. 509. Who was that? It's exactly the area of the circuit on which our race leaders currently are. Um, so I'm not saying that it's uh, anything to do with the fact that the race leaders are there, that we have the incident, but it does mean that the uh, it's incident a, is it's going a to VT2 class car, isn't it? Is it 509? The Manhella Racing is not what we mentioned. Hey, with well, an English guy, we missed him. The English guy called Nick Mercier, driving with Bruce Leduc, uh, who's from the States, and Jens Noska. So that's Manhella Racing. That is probably a, uh, a higher car. Anyway, it stopped and called a Code 60 down there in the famous banked carousel. One of the reasons I used to watch, like watching down there, the car's actually very slow, it's slow as part of the track. You could get some very good photographs, and of course they were up on the... It's an unusual angle to take <coughs> photographs as well, Excuse me, yes, exactly. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it is a great place to, to watch, and it's, it's one of those places which is unique in motorsport. You know, there is no other place where you watch racing cars 
like they are at the, uh, the carousel. And even when you go to the other carousel, the Trouble Tracks, yeah. that's a much faster carousel, even though it's still banked, it's still got concrete on the inside, um, but it's a much faster corner and, and it gives you a different atmosphere. Um, but I think that was, we were saying it right the way through, the beauty of being at this uh, racetrack, if you get the opportunity to go, is that if you do get the opportunity to go, there's lots of different places where you can go to. And it feels like a different race, you know, there's different yeah. elements. Uh, bits of atmosphere depending where you are on the circuit. Here comes the BMW then. Now, question is, has Philip Eng been able to save some fuel? Is he going to come in? Is he going to stay out? Uh, in whatever he does, right behind him, Gabriele Piana is going to yeah. pounce and go into the lead because he's right behind. I didn't see what happened because the camera showed... I went to the pits area, is on the right, the pit, so and uh, uh, Piana so flashing his lights and going past... Going past the Z4, isn't it? Yeah, going past the Z4. Well, yeah. But, uh, so as they crossed the line, Piana actually got to the line first. So uh, for the uh, Mercedes, Black Falcon takes the lead of the race. Now both of these cars, the uh, BMW, sorry, the BMW that leads the race, did lead, did lead the race, the road racing car, is probably uh, be so close um, when it gets to the yeah. finish now. And Paul, I think he must have just been through the carousel before the accident happened, assuming it was an accident. And I don't know if Nick Mercier, one of those drivers, was at the wheel at the time, but he is the, um, he's the CEO of a company called Macy Industries uh, in Manchester. And it's definitely the right Nick Mercier because he claims one of his hobbies is car racing on his uh, CV there. Are we able to check who was in that car down there at, uh, this is a 509. Stand by corner, which class is he in VT2? Yeah, VT2, Nick Mercier, Bruce Leduc and Jens Noska. Uh, can't tell you who was at the wheel. All right, okay. I'm afraid, uh, I can tell you that he was laps behind the car in front of him. Uh, although the car in front of him has just made a pit stop but, uh, and currently placed five, fifth out of the six cars in VT2. So the new race leader, Gabriele Piana, will definitely need one more lap, sorry, one more pit stop. Uh, the car that is currently in the pits, which was leading the race, actually by the time he's finished his pit stop he is going to be able to get to the flag isn't he so yes. uh, the uh, BMW will have a three minute pit stop ahead of him serving a three minute pit stop uh, it will uh, certainly be Philip Eng staying behind the wheel uh, having done a double stint in the middle of the race and Philip Eng I can imagine will stay behind the wheel of the Rover Racing BMW uh, and then the other question which is still up for grabs because it's still open is what's going to happen for uh, the Falcon tyres, the two Falcon tyres cars, uh, still separated by just over 10 seconds, 12 seconds is the gap between still needs number three the BMW and the screen is showing us the uh, BMW at the moment ahead of the two of them somewhere and uh, those cars should be coming through to complete their 33rd lap any moment now 
the gap having stretched quite a lot uh, between the hasn't done so the BMW as the Falcon BMW has got itself ahead of the Falcon Porsche and I can't see a good reason for that unless the Porsche has had a problem out on the track somewhere. But uh, there you go. There's the BMW on our screen at the moment. And uh, there we just yeah, saw the uh, over racing uh, machine. Yeah, the Porsche is ahead of the BMW, so I was right, the Porsche is ahead of the BMW, but he's nine seconds ahead of the BMW, yeah. so we weren't seeing the Porsche because it was that little bit further ahead. Seventy car still leads SP7, right up in eighth place, Hamfrecht and Sturzberg. They have done a stellar job in that car. It's one of those cars you don't really want to talk about no. for fear of putting a hex on no. it, do you? Cause it's, and the uh, other one, of course, is the 1-2-3 Cup 2 uh, machine of uh, Hopper. I mean, neither of them have had a, a problem to speak of, have they? No. The, they've been going very well. So, as I say, we've got just over an hour of this race to run. So, yeah, uh, and I think of things that could happen. I think they might have cleared the problem with the carousel. Good. And uh, maybe we'll get a nice clear racetrack for a couple of laps. Well, as I say, that's good that's news for us from the point of view of an exciting race. Bad news for Rover Racing because um, the car is now back out on the track. Um, but, of course, it's got an hour and seven minutes to do on one tank full of fuel, which is right on its limit. Right on its limit, yeah. Interesting stuff. Um, so, it, uh, I think if we do get... Um, some more code 60 then they'll be able to make the fuel stretch if it stays green then we may be having to see a splash and dash from that 99 rover racing uh, we think that the uh, car still being driven by uh, Philip Eng uh, should still be out there and uh, actually been told that uh, Philip Eng um, did get out of the car during that last stop Uh, so it's going to be uh, a tight run thing and uh, we'll see as I say how the uh, remainder of this race runs out for we're perilously close to the next pit stop scheduled pit stop for Gabriele Piano and that should that'll be, be the final one that'll definitely be the final one for the Mercedes uh, so Piano should be coming so to hand the car back to the be just a, they will have just under an hour to run absolutely they? Um, but it will be a long pit stop for them uh, because their pit stop time will be given so by the table. We've been racing five hours, Paul, and it's all coming down for these next <laughs> few minutes and almost it's going to be decided in this pit stop and how the condition of the track is in the final hour, final 60 and minutes. And, and how much of the track is flat out and how much yeah. the yeah. Rover BMW can do some fuel saving. Yeah. However, before we build up the excitement too much, we do need to remember that the Black Falcon Mercedes is coming into this final hour of the race, sitting on a fairly tidy cushion yes. of around about, I reckon, 40 seconds, 45 seconds or yeah. so. Now, that can go um, very easily with um, yellow flags, code 60s, or if the Rover BMW can skip its final pit stop. Yes, so, yes. Um, it will, it, 
you know, the, the race is Black Falcons to win or to lose. Um, but, you know, th there are little things that could go which will snatch it away from them. Um, and, of course, Adam Christodoulou knows very well about things snatching races away from you in well, the closing well, stages yeah. of races. Well, um, I thought they were about to take the Code 60 away from the carousel. They've taken the car away, but maybe they're working on the Armco there, but there's still a Code 60. Now, of course, it, it's the slowest part of the track, which sort of negates it a little bit. Makes it hard to save fuel, yes. Yes. Um, but, uh, yeah, it uh, adds, to the, uh, adds to the challenge of the race. Look, just over an hour of and the uh, there's actually there's a code 60 at Flugplatz as well. Right. So, yeah, the board of the code 60 is the. It kind of playing into the hands of the the BMW, isn't it? A little bit. It, it, it is, but it's not handing the race to the BMW. No. All it's doing is it's kind of taking away that advantage. Um, because, of course, the BMW had the bad luck of having that puncture. Yeah. Um, and what it's doing is it's kind of helping the BMW back into the race to overcome the, quotes bad luck of that puncture. Um, let's just have a little summary then. Just over an hour of the race to go. Uh, the race being led by Gabriele Piana in the Black Falcon Mercedes. Due a pit stop uh, in next lap, oh sorry, just um, number six, do a pit stop at the end of this lap um, for Adam Christodoulou to take the car over, but it will be a full length pit stop for uh, Adam Christodoulou, and by that I mean about three minutes in the pits uh, for the final pit stop. So even though the race being led by the Mercedes, it owes us a pit stop very soon indeed. Second is the 99 Rover Racing BMW M by M6 GT3 and that has Philip Eng at the wheel and probably can now run through to the checkered flag without a further stop. In third and probably, but not probably, certainly. Probably, very, very um, big P, possibly, probably, hopefully. Uh, in third and fourth places, also needing another pit stop before the end of the race, are the two Falcon tyres cars, number four, the Porsche, Werner behind the wheel leads the number three, Steph Dusselgort, with the BMW. So uh, that's four uh, and three and third and fourth. And we places. have to say they have fought a magnificent battle between them all the way through this six or five hours so far. Absolutely. Uh, and you know, they've been right at it, uh, Hammer and Tom's throughout. Uh, in fifth place is one of those cars that's kind of slipped a little bit under the radar. This is the number 12 Manti Racing Porsche. Otto Close, Lars Kern, Martin Ragginger, the three drivers. We haven't been able to tell you who exactly has been driving at any particular time. But that car is in fifth place, is around about 40 seconds, 45 seconds behind the two Falcon tyres card. We uh, can assume all three have driven it, though. I, I, think, I, think. I think probably all three have driven it at some point. Uh, and then next up in sixth place is the uh, remaining uh, number 31 car from the Frickadelli racing team. Norbert Siedler and Alex Muller driving it. Alex is currently uh, behind the wheel of that. That car is in sixth place. And then those are the only six cars on the lead lap. Uh, in seventh place is the number 70, the SP7 leading car. In eighth place, number 22, the Ferrari, which uh, is running as an SP9 premium car, so leads that class. Uh, Gottenbach currently driving that car. In ninth place is the number 50, uh, BMW Z4, uh, which Jörg Muller was driving and has now been handed over. Uh, it was Alex Lambert who took it over at that last bit, so 
Lambert is now behind the wheel. Uh, and then just around out of the top 10, because there's another class leader, uh, and that's the leader of the Cup 2 class, the Porsche GT Cup class. Uh, that being led by car number 123, the Bull Motorsport car, which Marcel Hopper is currently driving. That's top 10. He, he seems to have done most of the, the yes, driving does, in that, actually. Yeah. He seems to have been in it all the time, yeah, Marcel Hopper. The switch has got stuck in his, uh, on his name. Two BMWs on the Dossinger-Hoa, one being the number three, car, the other one being the car that's just had its pit stop with Philip Eng behind the wheel. Those two cars going uh, for, uh, what, battling for second place. But uh, as I say, the uh, BMW, the 99 car, the row uh, racing yellow and white car uh, has the advantage because it doesn't need another pit stop as those two cars cross the line now finishing their 34th lap and say so just uh, trying to work out how many laps where the code 60s are at the end of the race we're looking at probably 40 or 41 laps and uh, this race as it runs to VLN rules uh, will run to six hours and then wait until the leader crosses the line so unlike the Nürburgring 24 hours really with that they put the checking flag out exactly at 24 hours in this race you keep going until the leader passes crosses the line at the end of six hours now that can mean that your race turns into being something like six hours and 12 minutes um, because of course if you cross the line after six hours but before the leader has crossed the line yeah. you have to go you've got to do a whole other lap. lap yes uh, which is what caught michael Fry out in the first round of the championship actually because uh, that was why he ran out of fuel uh, he was running ahead of the leaders he ran to the end of what was then a four-hour race and uh, the leaders hadn't crossed the line so he was set to task with doing another lap unfortunately he didn't quite have enough fuel to do that next lap ran out of fuel and ended up uh, running out of fuel just as they came out of the tier yes and he then pushed i told you about the line he pushed the side of pushing across the line but remember this he'd driven the car solo he'd done four hours solo behind the wheel of his 235i cup bmw got into the line and then had to push it over and of course that last lap then didn't count because regulations say that you have to cross the line under the power of the car not under the power of somebody pushing so we're into the last hour into the pits has come that dark horse for the Magtai car number 12 close Cairn Ragginger uh, it's really not showing as uh, that car and we don't have an onboard on it either so uh, it was fifth when it came in and Right, it should be sixth when it comes out. We lose a place as a result of the pit stop. And so currently on the 35th, and because we're now getting into that last hour of the race, we'll put a limit on uh, 41 laps. That was being the predicted race this is further than we went in this race last year you were telling us uh, it up, didn't you, uh, yes andrew how many laps were completed in uh, recent years i think we got I'm up to so 43 or 44 yes last year's was only 38 i think yeah i think so um, i've seen 42 another year yeah we just uh we haven't mentioned this remember row racing 
over racing uh, BMW did win VLN2. Yes, it did. But it had Cotter de Filippi and Jesse Crone at the wheel then. It had just beat the uh, Mercedes of Black Falcon with Mauro Engel driving then, but uh, also Adam Christodoulou and Manuel Metzger, who have been driving today, and Dirk Muller. The Falcon uh, 911 was third on that occasion. That was in April, wasn't it, I think, that race? Yes, in fact, that was, I think I commentated on that race, I can't remember. I think that was the one which um, had a delayed start on it because um, of foggy. Um, Rover Racing currently are fifth in the uh, championship uh, yeah. for the speed trophy, as it's called. And this is the one for teams uh, taking overall wins. Um, Piccadilly currently in the lead of the championship, but uh, uh, whether it's Rover Racing or Black Falcon, Black Falcon are way out of it. They've not had a win, in fact, they've not had uh, a decent finish at all in the championship thus far. So uh, Black Falcon uh, right out of the. All, all clear, all clear at the carousel now. Uh, I think we just had a new and a couple of um, 120 yellow flags out in a couple of places. Right. So uh, a relatively clear circuit then. Okay, let's uh, try and keep it that way if you can, Andrew. Uh, I'm holding you directly responsible for anything that happens out there. Yeah. Now because you, you, you uh, no, but it, I just it, hope you've got it, enough it, juice to get to the flag. Yeah, I have for <laughs> sure. Yeah. I see Piana at the moment has the three, a three minute thirty three second lead. But due in at the end. But due in, in at the end of this lap, and uh, it's going to be tight when it goes out, isn't it? Uh, well, yes. It, what he's managed to do because he's, he's got three. He's got three minutes forty-three over the Enga Blomqvist car, and I think that's more significant. Isn't it? Yes, that's uh, absolutely right. Because both of the Falcon tyres cars, number four, and they have three, to stop. Both have to make another stop. We think Enga Blomqvist won't. But Eng very possibly won't need to stop. Uh, so we think. The pace of the circuit. So uh, what is interesting, though, is the fact that the. Mercedes, Gabriele Piana, has managed to do a bit of fuel saving uh, over the course of this lap because he was last in on lap 28. Oh no, he should get in lap 36. So I spoke too soon there. Uh, so he's currently on his 36th lap. Just gone to his 36th lap. So this is the lap. I just wonder if he's come in, has he? he went out of the side of the lap. So uh, Gabriele Piani. Should be coming in at the end of this lap. Adam Christodoulou will be getting ready to. Do you think so? Uh, I you don't think they'll leave him in. I wouldn't have thought so, but uh, I'll wait and see. Uh, that's what I like about watching road racing. You never yeah, know what's going to happen. Gonna happen. <laughs> Half the fun of it. But uh, if it, if it were me running the team, um, my choice would between, be between Metzger and um, and Adam. They're both pretty quick. Adam did a great uh, start. He. Uh, put the car on pole position, remember? Yeah. And uh, so, you know, he's kind of in the driving seat in more ways than one. And uh, I would think he'd be standing by to get into the car. As I say, at the end of the lap, the car currently uh, still making its way around the Grand Prix Sprecher, the uh, uh, Grand Prix section of the circuit with its uh, shortened version. Still waiting, therefore, Andrew was saying a moment ago, three and a half minutes is the gap before we get the two. Um, Falcon tyres cars, still the Porsche ahead of the BMW, Werner ahead of Steph Dusseldorp. Uh, Dirk, I uh, must say, in the first in the Werner drove, very impressive indeed, very aggressive. Wasn't yes, he, he was. He got past Steph it was quite clear that he was yeah. not going past. 
first time I saw him was racing in an early brick car 24 in Red Bull colours in a Z4 and uh, winning the race Dieter Cuesta you know the oh, veteran Austrian yes. drivers in the car as well and a couple of others but yes, Werner was a bit new to me at that time we've got Dirk Muller we've got Dirk Werner we've got Dirk Yes, yes, yes. You get a bit complicated with oh, all those. Yeah, though. I get them all confused, I have to admit. Um, the Don't get your mother confused because he's been around a bit longer. Yeah. Uh, uh, and somehow you've you got a picture in your head of what your mother looks yeah. like as well. Um, the um, 24 hours that the Z4 one one of those uh, races, I think, was went further than any of the other Silverstone 24 hours. Look at yeah, this uh, jam coming down the uh, Yeah, well, the BMW's got to find a way and it's being held up at the moment, look. Still being held up. Well, is he being held up? Or oh, is he being held he's, up? He's no. He's just getting he's himself not, into, the, uh, into, uh, the, yeah. uh, into the slipstream. So, uh, Philip Eng is up ahead of yeah, him. Yeah, just ahead of him. And uh, then it's uh, Steph Dusselborn. The uh, Porsche is up ahead. Dirk Werner is up ahead of the pair of them, uh, as far as I can make out. And Boy, it's close, isn't it? Steph Dusselborn is going to drive over the top of that Porsche in a minute. Um, it's a very rapid uh, yeah. workout, which one it is. Um, but, uh, which car is that? Can't pick it out. I'm trying to work out which car it was. Um, is he going out? It's going very rapidly. Um, You'll see in a moment. Still haven't clocked it. Uh, and now the other Porsche was having to go at it. It's not one two one. Anyway, he's uh, passed him now. He was doing a good job of holding off that BM. It's a cop car, isn't it? I should be able to get it on the tracker, actually. ahead of this uh, battle between the BMW, Philip Egg and Stefan Smith, uh, and then recovering having just made it some pit stop, uh, although quite a long way behind now is the number 12 guy, in fact number 12 uh, is going to lose fifth place having just made that pit stop to the 31 Piccadilly racing team car, uh, which is now back in the hands of Alex Muller, uh, Norbert Ziedler's uh, stint was over all too soon, uh, and then Jochen Grundbach in the Bocken Spiegel team, Monschau Ferrari number 22, is up there in seventh place ahead of the BMW Z4. So, Bjarnas will be about halfway around the track at the moment, really, before you'll see him coming into view. The carousel just passed, I reckon, is uh, Gabriele Piana. Uh, oh, it's 
uh, car that stopped out on the circuit is the uh, Porsche Cayman from Teichmann Racing. Carnival Which we've had on board on so uh, long, yeah. That's the uh, Fabio Grossa, Mark Henarici uh, driven car with Daniel. Yeah, Paul. Mark's done a lot of racing Mark here. Mark Henarici, yes, yeah. quite his, uh, and a bit of a, a Nürburgring specialist as well. One of the uh, GT4 Cayman Trophy class cars. Cars stopped on the left-hand side of the circuit Waiting to give him a tow. Yeah, our, our leader is just going through Whipperman at the moment. And right. it's got quite a few uh, cars in front of him. I can see this on the track, it's actually fascinating. Three or four cars in front of him. And of course, the team oh. will be able to see that tracker as well, and yeah. no doubt will be telling uh, the driver what's coming yeah, up. Yeah, he's got car collection Audi, which is in the same class, but uh, obviously not. Uh, same speed and he's uh, following him now and has overtaken him. I've never commentated on a race guy like this before. It's fascinating. <laughs> and now he's got a lot of uh, a lot of air now as he heads down towards uh, the swallowtail. Here's Adam Scott, yeah, going so past Piani on the Dossingahoa then, free of traffic at the moment, on the eighth lap of his stint, but that's uh, irrelevant, um, because what matters is how long there is to go in the race, and the answer to that question is 46 minutes, and with 46 minutes remaining, the pit stop time is uh, 2 minutes and 26 seconds, now that's 2 minutes and 26 seconds from pit in to pit out, and his lead was over three minutes, so he should be out of pits before Philip Eng comes into view. Um, see whether that happens in reality or not. Here he comes. Gabriele Piana pulls to the right of the circuit into the pit lane. Adam Christodoulou, no doubt, is standing by. You're right. You are right. Uh, it's very tall looking, Adam Christodoulou, because the camera is being held around his camera's knees. Adam needs to frame that shot and keep it because it made him look very tall indeed. Comes the Mercedes then being followed in by a Cayman. And Remember, right at the very end of the pitch here, you see them. That's how we traditionally have that uh, pit, Andrew, right at the very end, whether it's VLN, whether it's 24 hour ADAC races. And uh, Adam whips open the door. Christodoulou into the car. Yeah, I just put a watch on it, see how long this uh, stop is. Yeah, as I say, by uh, according to the table, anything over uh, a minute, sorry, two minutes and 26 seconds uh, is going to be time that they didn't have to spend in the pit. So, uh, yeah. we'll. There's quite enough time to refuel it, there's quite enough time to change the tires. Yeah, well, I was just having a quick brakes. check of the left front brake. 
while they're doing anything at the, the right front. It could be quite late on uh, brake life now. These cars tend to be quite heavy, remember? Yep. Tend to go about eight hours. I mean, obviously, they try 24 hours to try and get them uh, through with one brake rotor change. So the so front tyre has gone on. In the background there, team manager Renault Dufour, who's uh, managing the Black Falcon team. Uh, Renault, vastly experienced winner of uh, uh, Spa 24 hours, uh, winner of the Nervo. But uh, um, shout out to uh, Renault because he's a friend of mine, yeah. uh, very good race engineer. Um, and he is the man. Whenever Ben Schneider is racing Mercedes, well, look at these the two though. Two BMWs though, as you mentioned, and yeah. as they were on the previous lap, coming through absolutely together. This time, Philip Egg is right up the uh, exhaust pipes of the Falcon Porsche that Dirk yeah. Burnham is now chasing. And there they are, and they uh, Falcon the BMW just in the background there, but he's uh, definitely in the hunt. And uh, the BMW was just going out of that picture. Oh, and he's very nearly squeezed onto the grass. And this is a fast and furious battle here with these two. And annoyingly, my stopwatch stopped. <laughs> so I used an old TikTok one. There they go. Of course, Werner is going to have to stop again. Philip Egg yeah, is not, not. going to have to stop again. 43 minutes remain on the clock. So that puts Philip Egg into the lead. Uh, I mean, no, it doesn't because Manuel Metzger. I said it didn't. Like, uh, no, you did. His um, helmet. It is Manuel Metzger who's got into the car. So Metzger is in for Gabriele Piana. Yeah. And Philip Egg has dived through on the inside of the Yeah, yeah. Good move. First, Black Falcon saved his in the lead. Oh, we didn't say it's back in the race. Yes, he's oh, back, he in got, the got back in the race. Uh, How Philip, far up the road is he then? Uh, well, that's what we don't know. <laughs> Philip uh, Egg in second place with the Rover Racing BMW. Werner in third place with the Falcon Porsche just behind. Still with a pit stop to come. Steph doesn't in fourth place. Just going through now, seven seconds behind. That in the number three Falcon tyres, BMW. He's got to stop, make a splash. He's got to make another stop as well. Uh, and then, still waiting to come across the line, will be uh, probably the Martin Ragginger Manti Porsche number 12. Uh, and then the only other car on the same lap is the Jokovac Whoa. 40 minutes to go. Yeah. Nothing's changed as far as SP7 is concerned. 70 car still needs that. And still in the top 10, the 1 2 3 in the Cup 2 car uh, class uh, with uh, Hopper, who's been successful in these races in the past. The Lamborghini is in 11th place. And then uh, the next class, Cup 3, uh, Max and Jens. Two guys racing under the pseudonym, they lead Cup 3, but uh, yeah, with a decent lead and then the best TCR car, still the three Norwegian guys, they are in 19th position. And then panning down in the Cup 5 is Greister of Fubrick, and uh, next one down in, uh, in uh, I think something happened in, in the alternative fuel because it's now the 420 car which leads Paul.
Oh, is it? I didn't yeah. see that one change. No. Um, okay, so... And then the SP3T is still uh, bock and bonk. And in Cup X, it's, uh, it's now Bjorn and Hansen. And SP8T, Hal Chamber. SP6 we haven't mentioned much. Uh, that is the 212 in the SP6. On board with that car that was involved in that early incident. It's the uh, 101 uh, Porsche running in the GT. Uh, Carrera Cup class, uh, sorry, it's running in Cup 2, uh, number 101, that's the Janine Hill car. Yes. And uh, going uh, past as they go down uh, towards the Brunson, coming through a uh, yellow flag zone. Uh, then they go past the green flag and one car trying to ex uh, accelerate coming out of there. John Schofner, yeah. Janine Hill, Arno Klaas, and we're not giving him driving that car. Just going back to SP6, uh, Paul, um, I did say that it was being led by the 212 car down in 43rd place. That's the uh, specials 3 to 3.5 litre class. And uh, the Prum Racing uh, car of Volker Vara. Akim Vara and Marcus Schmickler is leading that category and they haven't won this year. There's three other cars in that class have had wins. So that is a bit of a surprise that Broome Racing is in the lead. And one of the cars, because they're ahead of, is a 211. That's a hope for racing. Very well known to us, Michael Kroll and Roland Eggerman uh, at the wheel. So uh, a bit off the, uh, now the last car on my screen, which goes down to 43rd place. Yeah. Uh, and they've got a good lead in the class as yeah. well because the Hoffa Racing car in second place in the class is actually a further 13 places behind. Yeah, I wonder so, if it's had some problems. Yeah, so I suspect almost certainly they have because otherwise they'd be right there. Uh, so you can think so on pace. And uh, service vehicle on the track slope, but the same moving vehicle on the track, which uh, we see there being overtaken as the 940 gigaspeed. speed just reaches Flanskart uh, and then literally flies out of uh, the Flanskart right-hander and uh, heads up through the Stefan Veloff S and uh, up towards the two right-handers that uh, take him into the uh, approach into the Schwalbenschwanz now, uh, going to the right-hander now down onto the left-hand side of the track into the Concludera area for the Schwalbenschwanz, saying that they're not much faster uh, entry than the carousel. Uh, it would go now into the uh, trance and then out of the Schwalben trance uh, to right-handers and then that will lead them back onto the Dottinger to come through to make their way down this long two kilometres straight and back into the uh, start-finish area underneath the bridge goes the race taxi uh, as the uh, advert says on his, uh, on his dashboard there underneath the bridge down the Dottingahoa coming up with just over half an hour of the race remaining and we'll 
Metzger is in the lead of the race. He won't need another pit stop. The car in second place will, uh, and that is the number four. Uh, he not at the end of this race. What is uh, made very clear now is that there's no strategy to go. You just go as far as your fuel will take you. There's no point in coming in a little bit earlier uh, because the later you leave your pit stop, the shorter it will be. Um, and if those of you were following BLN races last year, uh, last year, the last half hour was completely clear. You could make your pit stop as quick as you can and quick as you like. This year, it does matter, and you uh, have a timed pit stop right the way down to two minutes to go in the race, or one minute to go in the race. Uh, there's Manuel Metzger on the Dr. Gahoa. Headlights ablaze on the green Black Falcon Mercedes. Heading down with an advantage. Uh, we'll tell you at the end of the lap as to how big it is. The key gap is between himself and the 99 Rover Racing BMW. It's under a minute. It's a lot under a minute. I'm saying we're down to about 30 seconds. Why do you be less than that? Maybe down to 25 seconds. There's no more pit stops needed. Um, fingers crossed for the Rover Racing PMW, uh, although both of the Falcon Tires cars, which are in the background, behind, about distant space, 70 to 80, uh, 80 metres behind. And they've closed up again, but just a quick shout out for the V6 category, we haven't talked too much about that because the, the cars are down and for the best one is in 42nd place. The uh, 400 car, it's a Pixum team, a trendling car uh, of uh, Christian Bullespach, Andreas Schechter, Schechter. Ionis uh, Schmuelis, who's at the wheel at the moment, and Carlos Aramon Sulavelas from Spain. Uh, they lead that. They've had one win this season in their Cayman S. Uh, but they are in front of two cars from the Black Falcon team. Remember, Black Falcon don't only run these uh, Mercedes, they also run various Porsches for customers. Uh, it's quite a big operation. 25 seconds is the gap. Philip Eng to Manuel Metzger. Last lap time is not really relevant because it was the last lap time was the lap of which Manuel Metzger took the car over from Gabriele Piana. Piana uh, in the uh, Falcon Porsche is just a second behind and just three seconds behind Werner and Steph Dusseldorf. So uh, not very much to choose between second and third and fourth, but that's an artificial gap. As I mentioned, uh, both of the Falcon tyres cars still owe as a pit stop. The uh, number four car two laps worth of fuel so uh, said about another 15 minutes so that'll leave it just 15 minutes short uh, the number three car will be left around about 10 minutes short uh, a, uh, being able to make it to the checkered flag texting going on there well you may be using the iphone for something else yeah yeah no i was, I was just, just checking to see what uh, software was being used in the uh, I love stuff like that because uh, I can compare notes. Yes. <laughs> um, so, what we've got, Paul, is. Uh, and we have a lot of disasters in motor racing. Without a disaster, uh, the Black Falcon car is in a pretty good situation. Well, yes, it is, but uh, let's just think about this. The uh, Pro Basic BMW behind, less than 30 seconds behind. Yep. Had an extra pit stop to have a tyre change. Yeah. Had to anyway go off schedule in order to make that pit stop. Yes. Relapsed into the stint. So they've done a great job to get into second place. And the chase is on. They've got oh. to absolutely push now because they never know when the code six is going to happen. They're going to be. This is right. The they've got half an hour. And as you say, there's 25 seconds. So 
fingers slip back at the wheel now. It's really got to give it a big push. And Metzger's no mug, as you said before. Unfortunately, uh, I'd say the circuit is clear, but I think there's another. Just looking on the map, code 60 somewhere. Flashing on your map, yes. Can't see his whereabouts. Involving a driver change, no problem with so doing, of course. Uh, doesn't really take the same time to do so. Whereas Philip Eng in the Rover Racing BMW drove the first two stints, Tom Blomqvist over two stints, and now Philip Eng is doing the final two stints of that two driver uh, lineup, Rover Racing. It's going to be very interesting to see what the uh, next. Uh series of lap times are see if uh, the Rover Racing BMW is closing up a bit on the Black Falcon car There's the 651 Adrenaline Motorsport team that's the one with Daniel Morad in the Canadian professional driver where's that running that's the two guys that work for people world sometimes uh, together with Daniel Morad uh, six five one is currently running seventh uh -huh. in class 50th yeah. place overall uh, and Okay, yeah. Same in, in, in Conti series races, I think, in the past. Interesting, these American guys come over and uh, well, they're really, you know, ticking the box, aren't they? So yeah. off their bucket list, or maybe they want to keep coming back now. I, I, I'm, I'm sure Daniel Morado, I know reasonably well, has never done this race before he's never been here before right, so I mean, he'll be talking about that when he gets back to the states and he has got a regular ride at the moment in Pirelli World Challenge I think I, I think you're probably right I mean it, it's one of those things that uh, does kind of get under your skin I think uh, um, as I was saying uh, uh, earlier on I was uh, talking to uh, Darren Turner about driving yeah. here and, uh, he was saying that uh, you know you get out of the car having done a stint and you say phew thank goodness that's over but within a minute you're saying when can I go out again when yes. can I go out again um, you know it's, uh, he likened it exactly to one of those fairground rides you know those roller coasters that you you're uh, on and you're well, kind I'm of hanging on for yes uh, I, I'm not too much into those uh, well nor me but <laughs> he, he, he expressed oh problems well. with the KTM and he's got an Audi engine in the back of that 
across the chassis. Oh, that's the other one, though, isn't that's it? That's the other one, the, yeah, they uh, both had problems. The, uh, the, the, say the undamaged one. Uh, that's the one driven by the three Norwegian or the two Norwegians. Yes, that had uh, gone into. They both led the class at different times, depending yeah. on what problems they've actually had. But, uh, yes, the uh, KTM Crossway. It's, it's a great looking car, uh, certainly very distinctive, and uh, uh, hopefully that car. Uh, and sometimes when it gets more, uh, when we get more cars in the entry, then uh, it is uh, we get some good racing there. But uh, just. Uh, watching they've the only faces. had a couple uh, all they, season uh, haven't they yeah yeah uh, just watching the faces they uh, look like there's uh, some concerned uh, faces there they're not sure whether the car is actually going to be able to get out again it needs to go out for the last half hour and, uh, the way the regs work in VLN you don't actually have to cross the line either to ah one of those yes um, so provided you've completed the 70% distance Well, here's the Black Falcon car again down that long, long straight. Count 25 seconds and uh, see whether at the other end of that uh, long, long straight. 25 seconds is just about the length of the about half the length of the straight. Um, so, uh, see whereabouts the Rover Racing BMW is. There's a public road that runs parallel with that straight. Sometimes you're driving down there and suddenly you hear a race car the other side of the hedge going <laughs> blasting past. Here's the BMW. So he's certainly pulled ah. away from the two Falcon tyres cars, hasn't he? Yeah. Uh, which is still in the same order, Porsche ahead of BMW. That looked a bit less than 25 seconds to me. It's, uh, it's about, uh, about the same. We'll see what Do you? Uh, yeah. 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 There's the two Falcon. Uh, Falcon tyres cars right bumper to bumper again as they've been for most of the races split out for a little while. But what a battle it's been between those two. Yes, they are due for their pit stops. Porsche due for its pit stop on this lap. The BMW will stay out, I think. Yeah. Uh, Rover Racing goes through. That's uh, Philip Aig then to complete his 38th lap. The gap between himself and Manuel Metzger in the leading car has gone up slightly, 25 to 27 seconds. So slightly slower lap there from uh, Philip Aig. And uh, so he's going to need some luck to uh, get that back because uh, and the only luck that he might have is bad luck because he might run out of fuel but uh, as predicted the Porsche in the pits then from Falcon Tyres that will be uh, Seth Dusseldorp handing uh, sorry Dirk Werner uh, handing the car possibly over or he may decide to uh, keep Dirk Werner in the car Dirk's certainly been the uh, stronger of the two drivers in that car during this race. Sven Muller, I th just got the impression, yeah. lost a little bit of pace when he was at the wheel of the yeah. car, Yeah, Paul, uh, incidentally, the, the gap is 27.3 seconds between the leading two. They're obviously going to the line. In fact, Metzger, a little bit quicker than uh, Eng that lap uh, by a couple of seconds. And uh, as predicted, finally, the Conrad Lamborghini has got into the top ten. And is leading the SP9 pre-class. Yes, and that's... that's that, uh, is it... No, it's second in the SP pre-class. Oh, sorry, sorry, it's second. Yeah, uh, Krumbach. Yeah, Ferrari second. is also yeah. a premium class oh, yeah, car. Pre um, premium class sounds like a could way of going, uh, going flying. Could be president um, class. Um, so, uh, yes, they are... Uh, look, here's the... Premium class. Here's the Porsche coming out of the pits pretty quickly. That was a short stop, obviously, all part of the what you've described, Paul. 
absolutely. And of course, the, the longer we get into this race, the shorter pit stops become. And the only thing that then becomes difficult is when the pit stops get to less than about um, 40 seconds from pit in to pit out. So 20 seconds uh, stationary or 15 seconds stationary. You don't have time to change. Uh, yes. Just to make it clear, this was was timed by the statistics, not by the time it took to get the fuel in. Correct. Because obviously it would have been a short stop if it was anyway. Yes, yes. I mean, that's what they're trying to do, is to reflect how much fuel needs to go in. Because yeah. obviously when you get to the last stage of the race, the last stage of the race, you're not fueling the car to full. Yeah, but are they you're sort of reflecting that, adding a bit on for safety, or yeah. is, that, is that the plan? Using plenty of curbs I mean, still. They can put in as much fuel as they want yeah. um, in the time they have available. But of course, they don't want to be carrying any more weight than they Absolutely have. Absolutely not. With uh, 24 minutes of the race remaining, we're now into the last 23 minutes of the race. Uh, pit stops now have to be a minute and 25 seconds. So, uh, so the um, advantage, although the, although the Porsche makes its uh, pit stop first, the BMW makes its pit stop second. Yeah. The BMW will make a shorter pit stop. So, uh, having led most of the battle between these two Falcon tyres car, it could well be uh, that the BMW comes out ahead because Steph Dusseldorf, uh, his final pit stop will be a shorter one than that of Dirk Muller. Uh, I think the uh, thing that's most troubling the guys at Rover Racing, yes, it's their race, it is the Rover Six Hours, but to get this 27 seconds down a little bit, and uh, we've just three laps so remaining at the end of this one. I just don't see it, Paul, really. It's, uh, it's going to be too much of a gap for them to overcome, and uh, we'll be looking at that puncture and saying, you know what, that probably is what could cost us the race. So Having said that, you have to hand it as well to the Black Falcon drivers. Put it, have put a well, they have not, have they? And they've had to, to overtake an awful lot of slower cars. Yeah. And this, of all these races, the VLM, this had the biggest field. So more opportunity to tag somebody as they go through. And you've got to be so careful about yeah. how you get through. You know how narrow the Nordschleifer is uh, and in certain sections. And the curves are so big, you can't really be affording to uh, use more of the circuit than there is available at most points. Yeah, you've got to know when to be cautious. And, and as well as an element of being able to read the body language of the car in front of you, to know what it's going to do, to know whether to hold back or whether you're going to be able to push ahead, to know whether he's seen you or not, all of that kind of thing. Even simple things like just coming across a bit of debris on the circuit or some oil on the circuit again, uh, that can catch you out. So, Hats off to the three drivers of the Black Falcon car. There goes the uh, fifth place car, that's the number 12 uh, car across the line, the red by Porsche, uh, Leo Laskern, uh, Martin Ragginger, and also close to the drivers of it. That's the car that's going fifth place, and then in sixth place is the Spiegel team, Montschau Ferrari, car number 22. Uh, problems for the other car, number 11, started from the pit lane. Um, and then had a pit stop and a 
know whether he actually ever rejoined the race after that long pit stop, the number 11 Ferrari, but uh, the number 22 has had a good run currently, as we were saying a moment ago, leading the SP9 premium class. Uh, the team of drivers having to uh, include a lower grade of driver. Paulo, I guess we ought to look at the championship as well. That uh, The Ferrari, the that has led its class and has, has dominated this season. Is that that's still up there, isn't it? Uh, remind me what number it is. One five nine, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You're talking about the four five eight Ferrari. Yeah, the four yes. five eight Ferrari. Yes, three nine that car. Uh, there, it's up in twelfth place. Yeah, that's that's in the lead of that class by a couple of minutes. Yeah. So they have seven. Uh, they're in SP eight. Yeah. So, uh, using the entry list, see how many cars actually started, because it's the number of cars that start yeah. that actually define how many points you get. Um, and we have seven cars that have actually started, and with seven cars starting, you get 9.29, something yeah. notably, aren't we? And the 444 car, which is currently in the lead, I think, of the V5. That's off my screen, you see that. Yes, that is in the lead of the V5 class. Not far off your screen, it's in 46th place yeah. uh, overall. Uh, and that has 10 stars in its so, field, so that's going to get more points. That's going to, going to increase its lead in the championship. So 9.5, yes, so yeah. the. Uh, lead is going to increase from 0.17 uh, of a point to huh. 0.38. Oh so my goodness me. Double the gap yeah. at the front of the championship. And who is third in that championship? Uh, third in the championship is uh, a chap called Tristan Vidas, who I don't think is here. Ah. Uh, he wasn't on the entry list, but he yeah. might have been a late arrival. Um, but uh, so he was third with 35.8. So he was actually a full point behind uh, those in front of him. Uh, and then next up behind him, uh, further full point wow. behind. Oh, look at this, look at on the screen now. Oh, BMW wait, side by side. Excellent stuff there. Meanwhile, it's our leader. That was side by side, the two BMWs. Yeah. Rover racing yeah. Oh, no, of course, Perhaps yeah. We have some listeners on yeah. radio who can't yeah. see pictures. Uh, there they go, there's the uh, Falcon Tyres car and the Rover Racing cars coming to the pits. Coming into the pits. Oh dear, That's I thought he was have more fuel than that. Yeah. Uh, still with 18 minutes remaining, I thought he was going to be into the last five minutes, but the uh, Rover Racing BMW then unable to make the fuel saving that I thought he was going to be able to. Surprise. But it's very difficult to read how long they lose in the, the code 60s. Uh, yes, but even then, the car we just completed 39 laps. That's only yeah. six laps for yeah. that car. So They're changing drivers as well. Um, so it only did six laps. It's only done six, and it's uh, done eight on its uh, on its stint. So uh, big surprise there that the number 99 has, I would say, chosen to pit, unless they didn't put a full amount of fuel in it on the previous stop. You, you would have thought they would have hung on as long as they could in case there was a big Code 60. Absolutely, absolutely right. Um, yeah, so uh, I can't make uh, so I can't make any sense of that at all. Um, I, there so must be something else going on there um, because they say only done uh, six laps. The previous two stints were both over eight laps, so the fuel will take them eight yeah. laps. Um, but 
they've just decided to come in. Of course, by making the stop now, if they've delayed it another two laps, then pit stop would have been that much shorter. So all they've done is they've put themselves in a big battle yeah. with the two Falcon tyres cars, which I thought they were well ahead of. Yeah. They're now only a little bit ahead of. The uh, Rover Racing BMW came out of the pits about four seconds ahead, I think, of the Falcon similar M6 BMW. Quite a big racing car, this. Quite a bulk in it, isn't there? And uh, BMW with their massive motorsport department in Munich. Huge commitment to motor racing from BMW. Obviously DTM, one of their big things these days. But back at Le Mans this year. Programs in America. Falcon car and we might see a bit of a battle to the flag then between these two so just trying to work out whether we're going to be on 41 laps I think it's going to be 41 laps isn't it two more laps yes for, uh, yeah. at the end of this one the Trying to work out the race leader currently is in sector three. So he still has another two, three, five, six minutes to go before he's back into range. So, so he might get another lap out of it. It's going to be close. Uh, we'll see where he is when he comes across the line at the completion of this lap, uh, Manuel Metzger. But uh, with that extra pit stop then for Philip Eng to take on fuel in the Rover Racing BMW, that does uh, give a much bigger advantage in the closing stages of this race to the Black Falcon team and Manuel Metzger, who's uh, been assisted by Adam Christodoulou, Hubert Hout and Gabriele Piana. Having had two sticks behind the wheel of the car, currently being shown in second place is the three BMW from Falcon Tyres team, but that's going to change when they come around the completion of this lap. Should be handing back the keeping the number three BMW ahead of the Porsche say the Porsche Dirt Werner's car having led for much of the way but its final pit stop was still a bit longer than the Porsche sorry it was still a bit longer than the uh, BMW so the BMW will be able to take advantage there's the championship winner from last year carrying proudly the number one it's Michael Try is he in third in his class uh, because he drives the Lions share the only reason that he has another driver in the six uh, hour race is because he has to I think, yes. I think quite, quite happy to run it uh, himself. Have you got any mates? <laughs> yeah, maybe he just doesn't have any friends. Uh, yeah. it, it was quite interesting. Uh, he was championship winner last year. The year before, he was also championship winner. Yes. Uh, but he shared the championship with another driver, uh, Marcel Manhella, as I remember. Yeah. Um, and he decided to give the, uh, give the number one card because the other driver, because they decided to split uh, and not drive in the same car again uh, because... Uh, Michael Fry wants to drive on his own. Uh, he's currently third in class, is Michael Fry. Um, and it is he at the wheel of the car at the moment. Well, he's driving with uh, Pierre Eret's son, 
I believe, Pierre at the yeah Marquette, who is the uh, hotel owner and uh, I think winemaker as well that we've seen racing a lot in America. Yeah, that car says Eret Motorsport on it. There we are, two minutes behind is uh, that car. So two minutes is the gap between Michael Schreier and the car in front of him. Uh, and then, which is 666 car, the old blue BMW. And then the Pixel Team Adrenaline Motorsport car, 650, is still leading the Cup 5 class. That's the uh, Riesner Fubrich car. Um, now, that's a car that is going to get a large number of points, although 26 is only going to take it to 30, so it's still going to be, it's going to get up to probably the top 20. Um, those drivers currently in 33rd, they'll get up into the top 20 as a result of here's the, uh, result. Here's the development car from Porsche. That's a colour scheme, give me a headache anyway. And of course it lost a lot of time wonder where did that get up to then? Well, it's not in the top 40 odd. I wonder what sort of lap times it's doing. So it's position is 68 overall. Yes. Uh, there is only one car in the class. Yeah. Um, so obviously it's winning its class. It's 68 overall. Uh, lap times for it. This is very impressive, Paul. Compare it with the kind of laps that uh, have been put in. Well, I think it'll be right up there, won't it? It's just overtaking the uh, Abilene car. The remaining uh, Fricadelli racing car entry. So the 31. Best lap from the 911 car was at 8 minutes 08, um, but perhaps uh, significantly is looking at the, uh, the way that the car has uh, done its average lap times. And Okay. We've got on the screen at the moment, we've got the leading car. All four drivers have driven in. Daniel Metzger in for a second stint on the wheel. Uh, being chased by the flying meatball at the moment. Quick shot of the Schloss up at the top of the hill. The historic castle filmed up there once. And uh, currently chasing the Lamborghini. Circles had the penalty, had to start at the back of uh, the first uh, wave of cars. Just two drivers in that car today. Fact, Christian Broek, last lap round, putting in a very respectable 8-12. It's a good lap round here. Well, Rower Racing just caught that out of the corner of my eye. Just Rower Racing, did, did he just go by someone? I don't know. No. 
Yeah, I thought I saw him go past someone. So, uh, yes, we'll get, uh, we'll get beat this into a 42 lap race, I reckon, because they're going to get all of this lap yeah. past the next one. And uh, so, we'll get up to 42 laps. And uh, that certainly would have stretched the capability of the 99. Um, oh, a bit so of dust being kicked up by somebody or other. And here's yeah. this uh, fine looking. BMW M6 car that the factory, of course, have replaced with the M8 now. It's an interesting um, story because they produced the race car before they produced the road car. Yes, but I, I'm not sure that the M8 works for GT3 because the M8 is a yeah. GTE class. That's car correct, car yes. And a GT11 class car. Yeah, okay. but I don't think they've got an M8 that actually works as a GT. No, but they, maybe they will in the future, but they haven't at the moment because M6 still being raced in the uh, WeatherTech series and had a win this season, toured the motorsports. Yep. And uh, that's uh, running in GTD, isn't it? That's running in GTD, which is yeah. GT3. Well, exactly, that's what yeah. Yeah. Um, So the M6 kind of runs as a, as a GT3 car. It's a bit like the Ford uh, GT car can't run in GT3 in yeah. the current form. GT road car can, but not the Ford GT. Uh, yes, but nobody's tried to make one of those into a race car yet. Well, uh, into a road car yet. Uh, oh, uh, there are some road cars, Paul. Uh, yes, but they're not the same kind of <laughs> oh. that race at the moment. But uh, well, I, no, I think I might to take issue with you there. Go on. I think the chassis is very similar. Obviously, I've got all the same suspension. Yeah, yeah. So no, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's the, the same basic concept. It's not like, yeah, yeah. not like one's a metal car and the other one's a carbon car. Oh, They're no, all no, carbon no. chassis. Yeah, yeah. No, so I'll, I'll, yeah, I stand corrected on that one, yes. So two laps to go. One lap to go at the end of this one. We're currently on the 41st lap. They'll get to the end of 42 by the end of it. And as I say, if you're in front of the race leader, even if you go through at the end of six hours of racing, you'll have to complete another lap. Uh, if you're low on fuel, you need it to slow right down and let them yes. pass you. But you need a good team manager to tell you what's happening, to, of course, with to that. To work, work that bit out. Because, of course, yeah. you need to know where the race leader is to know whether or not uh, you're... Uh, needing to do that extra lap or not. Um, so, uh, as I say, we've got the uh, gap first to second over a minute and a half, as I say, with that extra pit stop from Philip Eng, which I'm still a little bit uh, mystified by because I reckon he could have got to lap 41. Uh, this is going to be a 42-lap race, though, so he would have had to have uh, stopped at some point, but it just makes a lot more sense to stop as late as you possibly can. Seeing on the screen the current car that... Uh, is in second place in the uh, M23 in the Cup 5 class, the uh, BMW M235, and uh, that car then, uh, number 666, the blue car in uh, the Cup 5 class. Currently, it is about a minute behind the class leader, which is the Pixel Team Adrenaline Motorsports uh, car number 650. So, uh, 666 currently running in second place in the class and still waiting for Michael Shry, uh, who is third in the class, uh, to come across the start finish line as that car makes its way up the hill after the cut through going up towards the uh, chicane um, to take on to the Schleifer.
Any changes down the field? I've mentioned TCR recently. Um, TCR currently being led by still by the Norwegians who have a substantial lead in that category over the 820. Yeah, that's 801 leading yes. 20. And yeah, it's about a 40 second margin, so it's not massive. Um, certainly more than uh, I think anything can be done. What's nicer about the TCR class car there, Andrew, is the fact that uh, 801 that leads is an Audi RS3, 820, which is in second place, is a Seat Cupra, and 822, which is in third place, is an Opel Astra. So uh, it's a nice TCR mix. cars yeah. um, uh, largely um, the, the same concept, um, but three different manufacturers in the top three places. So uh, it's uh, certainly good for the brand, good for the competition. Just on the tracker, the uh, lead car, and we'll see it, won't we, in a picture in a moment, I hope, after it's gone past uh, Dochingaho, um, has got about 10 cars in front of it, all slower cars. I wonder how many it's going to pick off as it uh, tries to work its way through. Just ridiculous. Wanted, yeah, about, it's got about 10 cars in front of it. All much slower cars. Here he comes now, yes. Yeah. If anyone this picture, just as there you are, you'll, the you'll see him picking people off as he goes. Yes, of course, uh, that's where having a minute and a half of advantage is uh, just manna from heaven, isn't it? Because it doesn't mean that you have to do it right now or just before the next corner. You can pick your moment, do it safely, uh, make sure you don't have to run over anything, uh, out of any curbs, run wide or anything like that. Up here now, is, uh, I I've got him on the track, just uh, heading into 280 kilometres an hour. And actually had to back off, because he just at the kink there got behind about five cars see that can't we on the picture of course he's got the uh, Ferrari in front as well he crosses the line now yes that's Gail Weiss uh, doing the final stint in the uh, fits the team owner of course the uh, the slower of the uh, slowest of the three drivers of that car but uh, I thought he'd be quite happy to see the race leader go past because that means he has to one lap less yeah uh, so uh, the, uh, and he'll still win the premium class for uh, 22 Ferrari, and that means that we have just five cars. Yeah, left on the they'll feel a bit of disappointment, Paul, because in the previous round they were second and third when they had a very good run indeed, the Rinaldi run team. <laughs> yes, ab absolutely. I mean, the um, the key car in the class was really the other car for them, the, uh, the yeah. number 11 car, uh, Leonard Weiss, Christian Menzel and Nico Menzel. Yeah. Much stronger driver yeah. uh, lineup than yeah. York, in the 22 York's car. the son, and uh, it's a pretty good race car driver, and then obviously the Menzels. And Christian Menzel, Porsche factory driver for a, a while. His son's really quickly going. He's been yeah. racing Formula BMW. He's a really nice kid, too. And um, yeah, that was, would have been a strong team. To, but you see, this is the this is the beauty of uh, endurance racing. Is you know you you, you turn up with uh, a strong car and you get to this point where you've had very very nearly six hours of racing. Uh, 
you know, we've got a close race at the front, uh, but you've got all those might have been stories. You had the 11 car, uh, we've just been talking about, we've had the Conrad Motorsport car, which has been very, yeah. very quick, uh, but had its problems. Uh, we've had the um, Sabina Schmitz, uh, Frickadelli Racing Porsche, had that moment. He, she went off the track, the car's out of the race. You know, there's, there's always. That was a top a five car, yeah. Yeah. Um, the uh, the other Vulcan horse uh, BMW, which didn't even make the start, having caught fire on Friday in uh, free practice. Um, you know, there's always stories behind the teams and reasons why uh, cars haven't necessarily made it through to uh, the end of uh, six hours. And that's why you know anybody who does make it through to the end of a, uh, the endurance race, you know, it's always an achievement. It's always something that you can. Uh, slap each other on the back you can uh, shake each other's hands it's a it's a good job well done yeah if, uh, just by getting to the field. absolutely asleep well at night when it's all over as well There's a lot of hard work gone into this and uh, these vln races it's all on the same day i mean they are they do have a test day uh, on the on but the friday compulsory. you don't you don't have to do the test day you can turn up on the morning race go away at the end of like the old club racing days yeah. that i used to be involved in. exactly so. yeah and, and I think that's what inspires a lot of people to take part in this because, you know, we talked about the 168 cars that started the race and, uh, you know, not all of them uh, we've been even able to talk about, to mention, uh, but a lot of them have been out there because they've wanted to do it. They've yeah. not been in it for any other reason than pure enthusiasm carrying them through. We tried to carry the stories through from the different classes and follow some of the non-German drivers and I think we've been able to do that. Um, Six hours are completed. We're on the last lap now. We have to uh, find the tracker and find out whereabouts the Manuel Metzger Black Falcon Mercedes is. It's uh, not led every lap of the race, but it's always been in command of the situation. Great first in for Madame Christodoulou. He really uh, put the car where it needed to be, pulled away from the rest of the field. Manuel Metzger took over for the second stint uh, and continued in the same vein. Um, then we had Hubert Hout, yep. who absolutely held his... Yeah, uh, for a man who's almost 50, he did uh, a great job, didn't he? And uh, very rapid yeah. indeed, the, uh, the man from Munich. Uh, Gabrielli Piana, the Italian from uh, uh, just down the road of the Nürburgring, moved to within shouting distance uh, of the Nürburgring. And uh, then Metzger just taking over for the final stint again. I reckon that uh, they're probably over just about in the carousel. Uh, Think so. I'm just trying to find them at the moment. There is actually uh, there's a code six in the carousel again at the moment. Actually, that far round. No, I wouldn't have thought so. Probably in Callan Hard, coming up to Verzeifen down at Brightside. Just gone through sector three now. So now he's heading through over Brightside and now going up the hill. Have a camera on board the uh, Black Falcon yeah. car, but Manuel Metzger going up the hill uh, towards Klostertal. Now, and uh, have you got him yet? Uh, no, I haven't quite found him yet, but uh, actually, heading up uh, towards the carousel, but not quite at the carousel yet. The, uh, oh, now I've got him, yes, you're, you're right, uh, Paul. The, uh, uh, just heading into the carousel now, where, as I say, there's a coach 60. So he's got a, a couple of cars in front of him. Diving down then into the carousel. We'll have to slow it right down. 
So you have to be a little bit careful if you're only going to do 60 kilometers an hour through the uh, through the carousel. You want to be up at the top bit of it if you're only doing that kind yes. of speed. You want to be down in the bottom. Oh, he's accelerated, he's out, out of there now. And it's uphill. And uh, up to Hoa'ach, the highest part of the circuit. Ah, no, I never knew that. <laughs> Did you not? No, I should have done. No, that's uh, the, the high eight. Is, uh, high eight, OK. Uh, but it's the highest part of the circuit. And then uh, after that, you turn right and then... Um, Go start going through the uh, sequence of uh, bends which comprise the. Yeah. And, uh, it's uh, again an area that uh, you can get held up very badly indeed if you're behind a slower car. Um, but equally, if you're not behind a slower car and you know the circuit, because uh, there's a lot of blind corners left and right uh, that bring you down uh, into the very popular spectator area at Brunchen, and uh, it's one of the big. Fields, open areas. Yeah, it's easy to get to the parking down there. Parking, you don't have to walk very far. And uh, I think uh, turn through Brunch and there's also there's quite a lot of uh, uh, the track that you can then walk alongside of. You can walk all the way to Fanscar from uh, from Brunch and, uh, and then uh, get down towards the Stefan Belloff S, uh, which uh, will be the part of the circuit that. Uh, Manuel Metzger is now heading towards. Uh, no, it's just gone through Fans Garden now, coming down into the Swallowtail. A lot of cars in front of him, Paul. Probably got to 10 or 12 this slower cars in front of him. There's probably most of those cars know that the leader is behind them and they're yeah. trying to avoid having to do another, we'll do another lap. lap. So yeah, team so managers are saying, slow down, slow down. The uh, problem for them Metzger is to get past them all in order to prevent them all from having to do another lap but uh, if that's what they want to do then they'll uh, move over to one side. That camera should pick him up in a moment we're on board still with a 940 get speed car. Yes the Cayman uh, right. GT4 which uh, we've been having some very good pictures from I have to say here he is yeah. on the dotting area for the last time then Manuel Metzger uh, sort of sliding his way between two cars taking the centre line as he comes down the Dottingahoa and there's another slower car up in front of him being indicated by the presence of a white flag there and uh, I have to say the other thing we've first uh, not really said but this race has been run in glorious sunshine from start to finish uh, six o'clock local time and that's uh, quite uh, rare at the Nürburgring <laughs> yeah, well, yes, yeah. I, I say so advisedly um, and uh, coming then down into the uh, Hohen Eichen into Tiergarten the final sequence of corners which slow the cars down before they uh, just go over that little crest before they come up to the being able to see the checking flag, see the uh, gantry coming through. Manuel Metzger then for Black Falcon Racing takes the first win of the VLN series, wins VLN 5, crosses the line, flashes his lights to the team. A faultless run from uh, Manuel Metzger, Adam Christodoulou, uh, Hubert Haupt and Gabriele Piana. And just coming through in the background there, where we can see the Klaus Abelin uh, car, the uh, number 31 uh, car which comes through in sixth place one lap behind uh, the car taken past yeah. the finish by Alex Muller also the Lamborghini coming through there with uh, Christopher Brink finishing in tenth place overall Franz Conrad will be happy with that here's our winner and uh, yeah, a British winner of this race Adam Christodoulou chalks up another win here you wanted to have a British winner didn't you Andrew? I did want a British winner Excellent. yes and I'm very happy and a great Adam job for well. Adam but very happy for the Black Falcon team. And uh, 
Still waiting for our second place car to finish, so we can tell you what the victory margin is. It would be something like a minute and 40 seconds, something I like, reckon. Yeah, still cars finishing some up against the pit wall, waving at crew. Waving at their crews, I should say. And we're still waiting for the second place car, so ultimately a great race for Black Falcon. Faultless run by the team. Yes, I mean it was uh, it was pretty much perfect, wasn't it? From, yeah. uh, from Black Falcon and uh, the KTM finish. We've seen a lot of KTM for some reason. Maybe they're just they were going slowly, kept getting in the picture. Well, I think partly as well, uh, Andrew, it's because they had the uh, the onboard camera. And that yes, that always helps. Yeah. Helps Somebody just limping across the line there. And just. Here comes the uh, Rower Racing BMW. Philip Eng and Tom Blomquist take the flag. And uh, Tom counts himself as British, so we've got a British second place as well. How about that? And, uh, and the Falcon BMW. That's uh, uh, brought across the line by Alex Imperatore. Yes, Slightly against Imperatore. the odds, I have to say, there, because uh, my money would have been on the Porsche uh, from the Falcon team yeah. uh, finishing ahead. So uh, we had Mercedes and then two BMWs, the uh, top three with the Falcon. And here's Porsche our class-winning Ferrari coming across the line. Winning SP8. Christian Kohlhaus, Stefan Kohler, Mike Jaeger. Uh, another handful of points for them. Finishing in 12th place. Well, I'm surprised in a way they were beaten by the Cup 2 car, but I think they were worrying about their class and just conserving their speeds and energy to win that. Yeah, just uh, seeing also across the line there, the uh, um, Uber Altson entered Porsche with the uh, cars. I think that was also a class winner as it uh, came across the line. Final uh, gap, 1 minute 53.266 seconds, so almost two minutes between the first two. And, uh, yeah, none, uh, another 10 seconds, 11 seconds back to Alex Imperatore at the wheel of the Falcon BMW. Uh, he was a further 30 seconds ahead of uh, Sven Muller, who was driving the Falcon Porsche at the end. Fastest up in the race very early on to Adam Christodoulou. Eight minutes, 3.123 seconds. Surely it was actually. Wasn't there a faster lap from uh, What's that? the oh, no, sorry, BMW? Right. Yes, BMW 802, 1.74, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that was Eng, wasn't it? Uh, yes, Philip Eng at 8 minutes, 2.174, fastest yeah. lap of the race overall. And uh, of course with that uh, extra pit stop for the Rover Racing BMW, that was as good as they were going to get. Yeah, I don't know how much time do they lose in that. Well, they uh, lost the time coming in on the puncture, of yeah. course. Yes, well, they lost and 30 they lost seconds on, on that, and I reckon they then lost another 30 seconds on yeah. the so uh, on that uh, pit stop at the end. I think you're right there. Um, slight bit of uh, misfortune. As far as uh, other class winners are concerned, we should uh, give credit where it's due because the Bobby Ferrari winning the SP9 Premium Class, the uh, number 70 Porsche uh, of Hamprecht and Stürberg winning SP7, the 
Uh, Cup 2 Porsche Cup class, one as it was dominated throughout by the number 123 car. The Ferrari 458 you already mentioned, Andrew, winning its class. Uh, 940, the KVG T4 that we spent a lot of time yeah. in the uh, onboard camera of the 940 car winning the Cup 3 class. Max and Jens. Uh, the SP10 class won by the BMW M4 uh, GT4, car number 828 of Eschberg and Mettler. Um, TCR won by the three Norwegian guys. Uh, it, with the Audi, that's right, yeah. the Audi S, uh, R8 R3, uh, S3, RS3, get it right. Um, and then 3T. Your favourite team winning SP3T, car yeah. number 800. Bonk Motorsport. <laughs> Bonk and Bonk. And then the uh, 650 Pixel Team Adrenaline Motorsport uh, team of uh, Griesner and Fulbeck uh, winning the Cup 5 class, the very closely contested uh, BMW M235. Yeah, I, I presume that's counting for some BMW 235 championship as well. Not certain of that. Um, I don't know whether it does. I think that's a separate, uh, a separate uh, championship. I, I, I may be wrong. Yeah, I, I might I just thought Google the BLN, that. Uh, was a kind of a law unto itself in that sense. After that, Paul, what's uh, uh, SP6 uh, winning? That class, Wawa, uh, forgot his uh, first name, but he, he was winning that class for the first time this year. And then V6, uh, Smurlis in the 400 car, he was a winner too. Uh, are there any other classes that we haven't got? Uh, V6, Smurlis, you mentioned. Uh, I suppose we should mention the SP9 Masters class, car collection uh, coming home as winners in that. The V5 class won by the uh, championship leaders, Daniel Zills, Christian Connor, and Norbert Fischer. Um, and with so many starters in the uh, V5 class, they will uh, get even further ahead in the overall championship position. So that was car number 444 winning in class V5. Uh, class H2 won by car number 620, the Renault Clio RS Cup car. I think we saw that a couple of times, didn't we? Yes, yes we did. Uh, SP2T won by the Peugeot 308 Racing Cup. Net, net and Philpot. So we've talked about Bradley Philpot. He uh, ended up being a class winner. In oh, did he? Well, there's another British winner. Yeah. So uh, a good day well for the Brits. SP5 won by car number 232. Hess, Rettich and Frommer in their BMW 1M Cup class car. Uh, SPX, needless to say, that was won by uh, Lars Cairn was at the wheel of that car. So he did drive yeah. both cars, I think. Uh, the 911 Porsche from Manti Racing, next year's Porsche, um, winning the cars. And there goes, uh, just put a look up on the screen, there yeah. goes the uh, winner of the BMW <laughs> Racing yeah. Cup class car. Yeah. Absolutely delighted. The Pixum team, Adrenaline yeah. Motorsport team, their car number 650 coming home. And uh, well, this is a great thing about this race. You know, it's still, what, what are we, quarter past six in the evening German time. We've still got cars coming across the line. Uh, David Griesner and Yannick Fubrich, the uh, two drivers winning that. David Griesner from Austria, Yannick Fubrich, d German driver. Um, but that's good news for them as far as championship yeah, Just going back to the, the biggest class of all, the BMW M235 iRacing Cup. Um, that wasn't the biggest class, V5 was the biggest oh, class. Oh, so, yeah, the second biggest class. Yes. Um, 
inaugural championship was in 2014. It was won by Uber Ebbets, Norman Fisher and Daniel Zills, who we saw racing here, but no longer in that class. But, uh, all depends on the spec of your car, exactly what class you're in, doesn't it? Well, the other thing that teams try to do, and especially the VLN specialists, yes. they look at the entry at the beginning of the year and they try and decide which is going to be the biggest class because class. you get more, more points. points for winning the bigger classes. Uh, B4, I misspoke, was the biggest class. That had uh, 28 entries. Um, so uh, that compares to the Cup 5, which had 18. Uh, V5 had just 10. Um, just reading a, a story here, a success story continues. BMW M235i Racing Cup to remain part of the VLN in 2018. So it was part of that championship. Okay, right. So uh, uh, the only other class winner that I don't think I mentioned is the Cup X class for the crossbows. Uh, they have a class all to themselves, yes. three cars, uh, and that class was won in the end by the 929 car, uh, which was the car with the Norwegians uh, doing the driving. So uh, a, 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 a good performance from them. But it, it's this kind of uh, the, the way that the race unfolds and uh, you know, because you've got so many classes, um, there's always a reason to keep going somehow. <laughs> uh, you need to keep on your toes when you're uh, calling this race, don't you? Uh, you need to keep on your toes when you're, when you're talking about it, but I think you need to keep on your toes when you're involved in it as well because there's so much going on. Yes. Um, and as you say, it, uh, we were saying earlier on in, in the race, um, it is so accessible. Um, you know, there is no reason why any club racer who's, okay, you do need money. I mean, motor racing is an yes. expensive thing, but that it's not something which is out of the reach of many, many club drivers. And, uh, you know, we, we talk about the, the kind of costs of doing 24-hour races yeah. with Creventic. Um, this type of thing is equally if not even more accessible and there is something i mean you've been to the uh, Leifer, you've been to the Nürburgring. Yeah. there is something very special about the place a lot of the norwegians are enjoying us There's four norwegian flags i saw <laughs> waving there but here's the confirmation of the result and of the victory margin of one minute 53.266 the uh, mercedes-benz from the black falcon team pretty well dominating the race didn't lead throughout but to a degree that was just the way the strategy worked out bmw m6 gt3 cars paul rightly pointed out um the m8 is not a gt3 car or yet i don't know if it will be in the future but they were the, the top three there and in fourth place the inventory the two falcon cars giving us such good value and uh, everyone down there getting ready for the podium and uh, I wonder if we'll see those um, gold garlands we spoke about in the middle of the race, Paul, uh, when they, we were just digressing a little bit. Uh, well, we were at the time, but they do still use those, uh, yep. those garlands. And uh, they, uh, what, what I never quite understand is who we select of the various class winners to uh, come up onto the podium, because uh, the, the, there's various who, des who are deserving of a position on the yeah. podium oh, uh, uh, who get invited out, and others yeah. who uh, merely get their trophies and their points sent to them in the post. Um, I'm, I'm very, very pleased with being able to work this tracker, and it even tells me now that the 263 car is still limping in to take the checkered flag. And it can <laughs> continue to do so. I've forgotten how long they give it. I think they give it half an hour. Um, and I did notice that it was a car parked in the car park of uh, had been racing. Of 
uh, off the uh, the pub on on the on the, on the, on the way in there um, uh, to Dotinga Ho. I mean, it was definitely off the racetrack. I reckon well, it was in a car park and they were having a beer because they obviously broke somewhere. Near uh, <laughs> we did see a car driving out, didn't yes, we? One, uh, uh, driving uh, back, actually. It uh, uh, got itself back onto the track yeah, halfway, down the, da halfway down the Dottinger Hoa, or just before the entrance. We decided that he probably went off somewhere uh, at Schwalbenschwanz, found himself on an escape road. But <laughs> yeah, These are the kind of things that you need to know about uh, the Nürburgring, is how to, uh, how to make your way around. But uh, as I saying, I mean, it is a very special place. And, uh, you know, uh, there, there are... Um, you know, there are all kinds of challenges to, uh, to driving around the place. And uh, we were talking yesterday at Silverstone about the need to know Silverstone and how to uh, get a good lap in there. But even more so at the Nürburgring is the need to, to learn the circuit and learn your way around and find out where you can make up time, where you can overtake. Uh, and it is a great skill to be a Nordschleife yes. specialist um, and to be able to do that overtaking uh, that is required to be successful there um, and you have to hand it to uh, I mean I think uh, although we've uh, credited uh, with you uh, you credit the Black Falcon drivers Philip Eng and Tom Blomqvist between them doing the six hours um, yes they and they did double stint so you know they, they did both a very good job indeed uh, behind the wheels of their car and uh, I think Falcon Motorsports as well two drivers in each of their two cars um, they can go home satisfied with third and fourth places. Um, maybe they wanted to have two cars on the podium, but uh, they got the BMW onto the podium with Alex Imperatori sharing with Steph Dusseldorp and, uh, say, Dirk Werner's uh, driving in the early stages. Absolutely uh, relentless the way that he uh, closed in, uh, pushed his way past, well, not pushed his way in any, uh, um, but made it very clear that uh, Dirk was uh, on a charge. Yeah, he was on a mission Steph, and uh, the others could see the attitude of, yeah. His card. You, you just uh, read the way that it was uh, read the way that it was going through, and some great battling going on in all the classes as well, uh, Andrew. It's always, uh, it's always there's, there's always lots to look out for. What, what astonishes me is that uh, you know there's nine of these races over the season, um, eight of them over four hours, one over six hours, and. Um, they still managed to get over 150 cars. You know, 173 cars actually entered the race. Uh, 165 or so took part of the start. And, you know, that's three drivers in, in many of the cars. Uh, that's an astonishing amount of people interested in participating in this yes. form of racing. Also shows you the strength of the German motorsport industry, which, of course, is absolutely massive. Yeah. Uh, in Formula One, we tend to dominate the chassis construction and uh, so on. Even if the winning car often is a Mercedes-Benz, it's built all in Britain, chassis and engine, let's not forget that. But uh, there's enormous strength in depth in the motorsport industry. A lot of it based in this area, the Eiffel Mountains as well. Uh, uh, well, yes, you've got a bit of a, you've got a, bit of a, a chicken and egg situation there, haven't you, though? Yeah. Because uh, it's the Nürburgring that brings the industry to uh, that area. But having got the industry there, it then kind of encourages more uh, of the same and thing. It was why the place was built in 1925. It was to encourage, encourage the local uh, economy, as you say. That. And I, I think I'd extend it further than just... You talk about the German motorsport industry, but the German motor industry, industry well, per yes. self. I mean, just look at the, uh, the, the, the winning manufacturers. Mercedes first, BMW second and third, Porsches fourth and fifth, a Ferrari in, fifth pla in sixth place. Hooray for Ferrari. Uh, seventh, BMW, eighth, Porsche. Uh, you know, you and can it go all down. the way down. You've got a, a Lamborghini finally making it into 11th place. Um, 
But, uh, you know, it, it would be so much more full if there were more manufacturers uh, take, taking an interest and, uh, uh, and being involved. I mean, we do have the Renaults uh, playing their part. But, uh, no, it's, um, I, I think it's a great advertisement for uh, German uh, motor industry, but German motorsport as well. Just uh, some of the uh, highlights of the race on our screen now. The KTM that we saw so much of. And they used a lot of tank. There's a couple of rolls of tank tape there. Uh, there was <laughs> a lot of tank tape. And the problem was that even having done all the work on the front of the car, a lot of it wasn't there for the majority of the race. Um, but yes, it, it's great when you see these little highlights, packages full of action uh, throughout. And uh, I'm quite sure that I saw that uh, tyre smoke that we saw um, on the Real Lamborghini up. there. But uh, the uh, Lamborghini, certainly once it was going, it flew, didn't yeah. it, Andrew? It really was uh, a very fast car indeed when it was, uh, when it was going well. There was that moment with the back wheel. We didn't, I don't remember that shot, actually. Uh, towards the end of the race, I think they were pushing oh, the, uh, the looking Renault down. out to try and get it to get to the finish um, so it could do one more lap. And uh, push starts are allowed out of the pit lane at VLN. Um, you don't have to start the car on the uh, starter motor. Um, what you're not allowed to do is start it in the garage, but uh, you can start it on the uh, uh, by pushing it. And uh, our thanks as well, always go to Vega for the uh, uh, TV pictures. And as uh, we said before, a final confirmation of the results and the positions: Mercedes, BMW, BMW, two Porsches, fourth and fifth, and then the Ferrari in sixth place. And just five cars finishing on the same lap, but. It, uh, Indeed, and that's... Uh, 42 really laps, so they don't normally do that in this race. No, but what's, uh, what's interesting as well is, I mean, yes, only five cars finishing on the... Six cars finishing on the lead lap, but um, that, that, as much as anything else, I think that's an indication of the disparity of cars that participate in the VLN. And that, for me, is part of its attraction. Oh, yeah. yes, absolutely. Um, you know, okay. the fact that it, it does... Uh, cater for pretty much uh, any t any form of racing GT um, or you know the uh, less powerful uh, saloon cars I that you might want to bring along. I had along. noted that the, uh, the Lamborghini did drop out of the top ten again at the end. Just at the end, finished eleventh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, uh, and then that so uh, class-winning Ferrari right behind it. Uh, yes, it was uh, beaten in the end by the uh, Porsche Cup class car, uh, which finished in tenth place. Uh, remainder of the positions just being shown there, including the TCR. Uh, we already had the TCR winner, the uh, RS3 uh, car, but the BMW M235 Racing Cup there in 28th place, car number 666, winning its class in, uh, let's say, in 28th place. Uh, in 30th place there, number 978, the Porsche came, and that was fourth in its class. The RS3, that was the uh, SP2T class winner that car number 810 that uh, won the sp3t class you said he chose his class he could have been in tcr presumably with that car uh, with that car it certainly would seem to be unless for some reason they've done something to yeah. it which makes it uh, ineligible for tcr but very often uh, you do have a choice of classes in which you could participate well what fun my first uh, vln i hope i can come back uh, and uh, great to work with you, Paul, and all your fantastical 
statistics <laughs> going on there, working out what was going to happen. Well, you did just get that uh, one pit stop wrong. We thought uh, that uh, rower car was going to With rover make racing, it. I'm, I'm still uh, yeah, scratching my head on that one. There's probably a reason. Uh, I think there was probably something else going on with that rover yeah. racing BMW that made the extra pit stop because... Um, you don't usually get these things wrong. To so. my mind, it didn't need to make a pit stop. It had uh, time in hand. Uh, it had fuel in hand. It wasn't that it made the pit stop right until one lap from the end or anything because it was you could see it was running out they got the cal calculation wrong. it made it quite a bit earlier than that yeah the only thing that i could speculate on was that they realized they weren't be able to, weren't going to be able to catch the leader because if even if they'd gone yes. through without stopping they we, we both said they're not going to be able to catch that no. 25 seconds that was too much um so all they did then was just to match the pace of the uh other BMW, the Falcon Tires BMW, and just come in with that BMW. And remember, they, that was where they swapped, was in the yes. pits. So at least they would then be ahead and not get caught out on track position uh, against the other BMW. So it may just have been a way of assuring that they were there in second place, knowing that they would have had to make that extra pit stop yeah. because of the way that the last lap finished. It would have They only had enough fuel for 41 laps, not 42, and we did run to 42 in the end. So they would have had to have made a pit stop anyway, but but rather than making it as a pit stop right at the end and minimising the time, all they did was to make sure that they were ahead of the Falcon Tyres cars. I well, see the Subaru we saw briefly once and it finished uh, in <laughs> position 100. I mean, that's amazing. Where did you, how did you get on at the weekend? Uh, oh, I finished 100th. Yeah. <laughs> It's a bit like these people you talk yeah. to after they've done the London Marathon, isn't it? And, yeah. And they proudly say they came 32,000 or something. And then yes. you think, well, that's not very impressive until you tell them there were 50,000 actually participating in the race. And uh, still the leaderboard going through. Yeah, it's um, nice to see all these, uh, these uh, different runners. See people here 16 laps behind, though. And these are people now who had problems. Look, another Subaru. Yeah, it's down into uh, 130th place then. And uh, there's the jetty finished 140th. We, we caught one shot of him. Yes, even there was even the JCW mini. Uh, yeah, we, there, we had one shot of him as well. Yeah, one finishing stage. in 133rd place. Uh, VW Golf uh, GTI. I think that was a Mark II Golf, if I remember rightly. Uh, the number 835 finishing in 149th. The good thing about having this final result going all the way down, we can tell how many of the 168 who practiced. Well, yeah. Actually, and the Lexus RCF, I would have thought that would have been further up, but no, it wasn't. That was it. So we uh, got yeah. to the end of the full list of cars that uh, participated in the race, down to 160th. So uh, uh, we had 173 on the entry, 168 uh, participated in official practice official qualifying and 160 who actually uh, started the race and uh, there we are there's vidas um in the car number four 694 i finally found him he was the guy who you asked me was third in the driver's championship oh yes um, so he did start uh, no he didn't that was the oh, whole he didn't point. start oh uh, there, he, right. he was he's on the list but he didn't actually uh, make the start well he's um, going to fall further so back now he will uh, undoubtedly lose that fifth place that uh, he had in the championship and paul the next race is oh dear i should know yeah the next i meant to BLM have is. that ready to to uh, look up but we can do that, that in i think uh, it's in a month's time on oh, there the you are here um, it's on the first of september so it's uh, only a couple of weeks away. oh yeah first <laughs> of september is the next race uh, and that will be the day um the uh, um 
that's the organization that runs the uh, runs that particular race that's on the 1st of September and you can hear that of course here on RS1 on the radio show limited network of channels uh, remind you as well while we're just waiting for the podium we're still waiting for the podium uh, presentations which uh, are we going to see this do you think we should see some podiums eventually oh, there we are, are on right on cue bang on cue um, and uh, I say with 100 and 60 odd classes, no, 160 uh, starters. Uh, 20 classes, 19 classes. Take this could while. take an hour. <laughs> and, and you're never quite sure, as I say, who you're going to see on the podium because they select certain uh, classes who are allowed out, obviously the overall winners, but then uh, certain classes get allowed out onto the podium. Takes a little bit of organising and uh, partly due to the fact there's nearly two minutes separating first and second, they have to uh, uh, sort out... Uh, uh, who's good, how to get them out of part ferme and uh, such like. So uh, waiting for them then to make their way up onto the podium. So just your, your German, excellent, Langstrecken Meisterschaft, Nürburgring. Meisterschaft is championship, yes? Exactly. Langstrecken is the, uh, literally it means long, long run, but uh, yeah. it's German for endurance. So it's the yes. endurance championship of the Nürburgring. Uh, which is the BLM there. Onto the third step of the podium come the BMW team of Alexander Imperatori and Step Dusseldorp. Onto the third step overall. Tom Blomqvist and yep. Philip Eng onto the second step. Here they are. The the racing overalls for those two. And then they're going to need a bigger step on the first step of the podium. We've got four drivers onto the top step. But here they come now. You hear the German announcer in the background. You certainly can. And uh, so there we get a little uh, lesson in pronunciation of uh, all the drivers' names as well. And uh, Adam Christodoulou. Second back onto the podium. Uh, he goes around and takes everybody's hands first. Um, actually, he ends up in the last one on the podium. Here come those garlands of which spoke, Andrew. Yeah, with the garlands for the a nice winning. ribbons uh, cascading down with the German flag, of course. Handshakes all round. And uh, we don't know everything went on. We think there were a few minor accidents but uh, I think it was a big clean race yeah um, I mean certainly uh, although we had code 60s there was nothing that was yeah, really long lasting we never saw an ambulance on the track or anything like that so, so that was very good German national anthem brings out And uh, when I did the DTM races there, so we'd lose our picture, Paul. Um, they used to have somebody sing the German national anthem. I, but, I have, uh, you've I have seen it. I have heard uh, that. Of course, uh, when 
the two Germanys united, they dropped the first verse. Yes, the, the, the words have changed now. Yes. yes. Uh, well, they just went to the second stanza, right. as it's called, and they didn't sing okay. the first stanza. So, okay, so here we are, we're back. Yeah, we're back. Oh, yeah. Fireworks going off as well. Christian Eder puts his hat on pretty quickly, so he doesn't get his head burned. As the uh, fireworks going off, congratulations, huge round of applause and uh, a great performance out from the uh, four drivers from the Black Falcon team. And uh, congratulations as well uh, to Renault Dufaux for running the team. See who else we're going to get brought up onto the podium to uh, receive awards. To uh, join uh, the drivers that are already up there. I say Philip Eng in. Uh, well, I, I like to see the drivers on car number 70. To, uh, Didn't quite catch who we have here. They've changed into their civvies already. So, yeah, yes, absolutely. Morgan uh, has been given to class winners, and that is well, the SP9 Nine. class winners, uh, which are, yeah, just had those. It's, uh, oh, I know that'll be the uh, premium class, uh, so. Most likely the uh, team from the uh, number 22 Ferrari, Georg Weiss, Oliver Kainz and Jochen Krumbach. As yeah, well as that looks like them, class. I think, doesn't it? Um, and then, as well as that, we'll be getting the car collection team who won the Masters class. And that was a team of Klaus Koch, Oliver Bender and Peter Schmidt. Yeah, Peter runs the operation there. Keith likes to race when he gets a chance you then get the TCR class winners which was car number 801 winners of the TCR class they will be uh, up onto the podium next that's uh, the all four Norwegian team that's why you saw those Norwegian yeah. flags Andrew the four Norwegian drivers of Håkon oh. Sjæren Atla Gudelbrandsen Kenneth Ostwald and Anders Lindstadt. Oh, well done. Well, a couple of them changed into their shorts look. We're going to get a very crowded podium now, aren't we, the way uh, they're going? Absolutely. Uh, they're the drivers of the Audi RS3 that uh, won the TCR class. Next up will be the winners of the H2 class. And that was car number 620, the winners of that class. And H2 620 won by uh, Stefan Epp, Gerd Holthaus, and Michael Borer, the drivers of the Renault Trio RS Cup. Yeah, we saw that car a couple of times. It didn't give them much of a shout, did we, really? But no. they're obviously running down. One in the bulk of the, the field. One of, the, one of several uh, Renault Clio yes. class cars. And uh, I thought the podium was crowded before. Uh, even more drivers on there now. More space over to the left of the podium, so I want to use that area. 
quite sure how they're determining the order in which these no, there are, are certain classes, as I say. I think it's the classes that have more uh, entrants, yes. over five entrants or something, and you get uh, your uh, class brought onto the podium. <laughs> class winners coming yeah. on. See, so, yeah. H&R, that yeah, team there. That was the car that was entered. That was a Porsche, wasn't it? No. Yes, that was the uh, 203, as far as I remember it. The, no, it wasn't 203. Um, it was the car that was entered by Uber Alps. And, yeah, that's right. Um, and can we find out that uh, Uber Alps team then? Uh, entered by H&R. And they receive their, uh, over, uh, uh, their winners' garlands as well. And, and the champagne, champagne now. is suddenly unleashed. Yeah. And uh, those who were uh, on the podium earlier could prepare them as. And uh, so... Uh, in fact, it looks like Hubert Hout and uh, uh, the uh, Gabriele Piano have decided it's all too childish to uh, spray champagne everywhere. Um, but uh, no reason at all why the Falcon Motorsports team, Steph Kisselberg and Alexander Imperatori, having a great time with their champagne and uh, spraying not only everybody else who was on the podium, but also some of the people who are uh, down underneath. Uh, and now Chris Zulu has got his uh, champagne <laughs> open as well. And uh, has a jolly good spray of everybody. Um, decides to avoid spraying his teammates. Hubert Hout's having a go now as well. Yep. So, uh, uh, some magic moments. You know, after all that hard work, this is what uh, you remember. Standing on that podium, absolutely drenching yourself there in the champagne. I still haven't uh, remembered who was in that H&R team. Uh, it was the Ambrecht car. That was the Philip Ambrecht and Mike Stewarsberg. Oh, yes. Uh, number 70. That, that uh, one that ran uh, so strongly all day long. Finished in ninth place overall. So that yeah. was the uh, final um, podium that uh, we just failed to uh, mention, but got there in the end. Yep. Uh, so Philip Ambrecht, Fabian Ambrecht, and Mike Stewarsberg, the drivers. So. Uh, Thank you very much uh, for listening to the VLN5. Uh, my thanks go to Andrew Marriott for um, uh, having his baptism of fire. Oh, yes. Six hour so. <laughs> VLN race. Thanks to uh, Tim Gray across the way on the uh, sliders and switches. And uh, thanks very much for listening to RS1. Don't forget, it's the World Endurance Championship. It's the European Le Mans series. Actually, that's probably finished by now. Uh, but we've got the, the World Endurance Championship on RS3 uh, tomorrow on the Radio Show Limited network of channels. And uh, later in the day, of course... The IR, the VIR Weather Tech Championship coming up on RS2. So we've got that as well uh, to look forward to. We've got the next VLN race at the beginning of September, first and second. First of September uh, is the Saturday for the next VLN race. And uh, this has been Andrew Marriott and Paul Trustwell. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Look forward to hearing from you soon. This program is a Radio Show Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLeMond.com.